Okay, I've hit real quick. So have I. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared, Zach. No? Did you go there with me? I, I did. Um, That's a sad episode. It was a very special episode. It's like the only one. It's the only one I remember. Capital V, capital S. Did you ever see uh, the dude that played Screech his uh, sex tape? You know, weirdly enough, I did not watch Dustin Diamond's sex tape. Yeah, right. So, hey, uh, something else you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, did you see the Golden Globes this week? I do not typically watch award shows. I don't um, either, but something Because they're long happened. and I don't have that kind of time. But the, what happened? Her Majesty the Queen of Wakanda. I heard. <sighs> oh, my God. Uh, I fucking love her. I can't wait to talk about her. She's she's in the next movie we're talking about after this one. Wait, we're not talking I about. can't wait. We're not talking about Black Panther right now? You're hilarious. You're so funny, Heather. Uh, Heather, I am all shawarma right now. Do you see? Shawarma. Shawarma. I don't. I told you I minimized you. Why do you think I see anything? Well, if you like for folks to watch me point at my pecs, which I, ha- which I have now. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, good job. Good job. five bucks a month on uh, my OnlyFans. I mean, Patreon. I'm, I'm wearing cat hair and a WandaVision shirt. So I love that shirt. I want that shirt so much. It was a Target, bitch. Target.com. You know, you know, you know the fucked up thing? I don't have a Target near me right now. This is the first time I've lived Do in a Do you place. have the internet? No. The who? Oh, okay. The what? How are we talking to each other right now? You don't order shit online from Target, do you? Yeah. I don't go into stores if I can help it. Oh, that's it. true. That's true. This is Texas, and the plague is alive and well here. Yeah. You're supposed to wear a mask in stores at Targets around here, so... Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, well. That sounds nice. Yeah. A society that's concerned with public health? Weird. <laughs> but my, my my absolute favorite thing about the Golden Globes has been, uh, besides, uh, shit, what's her name from Everything Everywhere at Once? Uh, Michelle Young? Yeah. Besides her winning, which I loved, and also Shortstop won. I love that, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Was Jennifer Coolidge. She <laughs> it was her night, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and she partied it up. So did you see that? Mm-hmm. I, I sent you the clip. There was this interview she did, uh, like after a bunch of after parties and stuff. So she was lit. She was she nice. was crunked up. And they were like, "Oh, well, what kind of what kind of role would you like to play?" And she says, "Oh, um, I would really like to play a dolphin." <laughs> and there's like there's like a pause, a pause from the there's a pause from the interviewers and like uh like in a cartoon show. No, and the other guy says, "You mean like Flipper?" She like says, flipper. yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, I want to play a dolphin. <laughs> I'm like, I want what she's um, having. <laughs> whatever whatever was slipped into her drink, that sounds delightful. So, yeah. Bless. Yeah, I know Steph doesn't have time these days, but uh, dear listeners, if you have any free time and you have a dark, dark I mean, seriously dark sense of humor, I recommend White Lotus. Uh, it is such a fucked up show, and I love it. And yeah. Jennifer Coolidge is everything in that show. She's a goddamn delight. I love the picture that I saw because apparently she gets up to the stage and 
Colin Farrell offered her an arm, shoved somebody out of the way so he could offer her an arm to help her up on the stage. My favorite part of that was the look on her face when she saw Colin Farrell waiting to offer her an arm. (laughs) She's like, oh, and it wasn't the ooh of of I'm surprised or an ooh of what a handsome man. It was the ooh of I'm taking that one home tonight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she did. So. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think she did. I hope she did. Good for her. I, Good for I, I, I had canon that she did. So Good for them. I, I approve. <laughs> anyway, uh, you said you had fodder. Was that your fodder? That was my fodder. That's all I got. I'm out. That's what you've got? See, that's the importance of Blue Chew, Steph, is that you don't... You know, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you did this, but you made me do the, the fucking Marvel thing, but okay. I'm questioning your decision making now. Why? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I hold up. I never <laughs> ever claimed that I was a good decision maker, right? <laughs> Hashtag dumb bitch. That's true. I'm the one that has to make the decisions. I'm the one that's going to get to go in post production and go. Okay, what part of this is funny for at least sixty seconds? <laughs> Y'all, there's a lot that she cuts out. Uh, patrons, so much. Patrons know this. <laughs> Yeah, the patrons get the unedited version of this show, and there's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's the stuff, we leave in everything that I have to cut out just to get us clean enough for an E for explicit rating. So, that's Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) $5 a month, you can learn entirely too much about our naughty bits, too. Yeah, so speaking of uh, naughty bits, um, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm supposed to go to Disneyland tomorrow. Except All right, I'm gonna need you to make that make sense real quick. This yeah, yeah, is yeah. not a correlation that I'm enjoying. There's so much pressure now. I don't know what to do. God, what do I you say? You need to what explain why you have tied together your naughty bits and a trip to Disneyland in the same thought. Oh, because I want to hang out with somebody that I want to touch his naughty bits with, and vice versa. You want to bump uglies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go on. Except it, it's 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 supposed to. The sky is supposed to open up tomorrow. It's gonna fucking pour, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like doing research on like, you know, what what do you do in, in that situation? And it turns what out. What do you do when it rains? You need to research what to do when it rains? It's California. Of course they do. Wait. You know, but you didn't live there your whole life. You used to live in Texas. Okay. Right. You have grown up with what to do when it rains skills. In Texas? Get an umbrella. Oh, sure. Wear a, wear a poncho. Yeah, but what do I do if it floods? What rides close when it rains? That sort of thing, right? Oh, you stay home. That's what. <laughs> you, stay home. you stay home and hope your home you don't stays stay home. That's too. when the lines are short. Come on, come on. Uh, uh, so oh that's God. when I discovered two blocks away from Disney, there is a hourly rate hotel. <laughs> Why is it so close to Disney? Why is it so close to Disney? <laughs> awesome yeah oh, i wonder if it's got disney themed rooms <laughs> like a disney princess it's, room it's got one of those beds where you put like put in 50 cents and the bed shakes but like you have to feed the quarters into mickey's mouth <laughs> uh, uh, i you know please don't go don't shatter this image for me i'll, <laughs> I'll take pictures if i go i'll be like hey uh insert name of boy here uh, let's go to this hotel. I bet I bet it's clean. I bet it's really clean. It's so clean. The hourly rate ones, yeah, they come back in. They like they clean that after every 
encounter. No, they don't. That's disgusting. <laughs> Bring your own sheets. Yeah. BYO sheets. Uh, I'll, I'll put that in my backpack. So when security's like, why do you have bed sheets in your backpack? Be like, in case we go fuck. <laughs> Not here, though. I promise. Yeah, the, uh, the, there's a well, hotel. I expect them to be like, oh, at the hourly rate hotel, right? Yeah. That yeah right. <laughs> Make sure you get the mini room. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. We got to stop. We got to stop. We love you, Master and Mouse. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Hey, hey, do you want to intro a show today? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Marvelous Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show, period. That's it. Right there. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris. I am that gay man. And I'm not going to say anything else because we have a movie full of children in it. Uh, Uh, Except there's plenty to comment on. But go ahead. uh, Except uh, Mm. Penis Parker. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) When I say penis, you say Parker. Penis Penis, Parker. Parker. Penis Parker. (laughs) I love him. God damn it. I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to like that character, but I do. But I do. Uh, and I, don't, I can't tell because it's been years since I've watched this movie, right? Yeah. I can't tell if I like that character because the, he's actually legitimately a likable character or if I like that character because I've been watching Willow and I'm in love with Tony Rivolori. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, he's like, a great he's a great actor. Oh, so cute. Anyway, do you have anything before we get into why we're here today? Nope. Nothing at all. Wait, you foddered me out. <laughs> I, I foddered you out. I am defoddered. <laughs> I'm like a like a fodder fluffer. <laughs> is what that is. Well, you're the opposite. You're the what do they call them? Oh, there's a word for it. For the when ones who drain you. <laughs> we I move believe on. That's just your co-star. I, I hope so. God. Anyway, so before we get into why we're here today, um, I have I have a little PSA, Uh-oh. a blanket statement to make at the top of the episode. Uh-oh. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. We, do we have our listening ears on? No. Okay. Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> what? So you never heard that? I, I'm I, I, I have, okay. but it's such a random thing to bring up right now. Okay. Well, it's when you want people's attention. You say crisscross applesauce. <laughs> one, two, three, eyes on me. And then they all sit down and they look at you and go, one, two, eyes on you. And now you have the entire class's attention. No? Somebody's a mom and somebody's not. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works in elementary school. All right, all right, all right. Uh, So, yeah, blanket statement, top of the episode. Everybody in this cast is an adult at the time of filming. Everybody. The majority of the teenagers in this are being played by people who are all born in 1996 at the time. So they're all 20. Yeah. Okay. Good. Everybody in the cast is an adult. However, many of them are playing teenagers. Right. So if you hear us talk about how attractive they are, we are talking about the actors, not the characters. And we are going to make every effort to verbally differentiate between the actors and the characters. And and so that any thirst that may come up in this episode, is directed at the actors, not at the characters. Tom Holland is cute as a button. Peter Parker is 15. Right, right. Uh, 
there is only one person in this entire movie I'm attracted to. Really? Really? Yeah. I, I like. Look, I, I think Tom Holland is fantastic. He's is cute. I, I know y'all are. Steph is like, <laughs> like she just fell out of her chair. <laughs> um. It's true. Okay. It's true. I, I think Tom Holland is super cute. I loved him doing Umbrella. <laughs> in in drag, well, like, yeah, like shit, like yeah. Th- yeah, like. But I just, he's just not. I don't know. He just doesn't do anything for me. I mean, he's cute as a button. I'm just, I'm not attracted to him personally, right? Um, I think Zendaya may be worthy of worship in certain circles, like my God. Um, so, but like, yeah, no, there's there's multiple people in this movie to be attracted to. How is there only one? I don't understand you. I I that's just that's just what what happens. That's just what happens. Okay, well, we'll see if I can turn that around for you. Okay, I just wanted to. Yes, I just please to turn make me clear. on, co-host. <laughs> I said turn it around. Oh, not okay. Turning you on ever? Ew. Ew. So, I just wanted to make sure that that was clear up front, uh, in case we have any. You know, we stumble over our words or have any verbal slips or anything. We are not thirsting over these teenage characters. Period. End of idea. It's not happening. Correct. One hundred percent. We are dirty birdies, but only for consenting adults. Mm-hmm. Okay, so having said that, um, what we're doing on this podcast is we are watching through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe in chronological order, which means that we started with Captain America the First Avenger and have been dancing forward through time since then until we find ourselves today talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, do you have like an intro or anything you want to do? <coughs> Look out, here comes the (laughs) Spider-Man. Peter Parker is now a sort of Avenger, or so he thinks. He wants more responsibility and to be taken seriously. But is he truly ready? Only time Mm. will tell. Meanwhile, in Wakanda. Just kidding. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I know that uh, I've had people, I have had people... In response to our statement, my statement specifically, at the end of the last episode saying, ruling on the field, we're watching Spider-Man Homecoming next. I've had people ping me and say, um, so I thought it was Black Panther next. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I know this. Look, I, I, I don't know how many times I have to tell people, don't. Don't talk. Don't try to change Stephanie's mind. Don't argue with her. It's not happening. And if you're, and if your reaction to that is, <laughs> but like I, I like to engage with people that I can change their minds and have a conversation. You don't want to do them. that with me. And I'm like, that's really great. That's then you're not going to be friends with Steph. That's just how it is. I don't understand people who enjoy debate <laughs> and, who, and who like who like really enjoy like like engaging with people in in a in a contentious way right because um this is a personal flaw of mine i understand that my undiagnosed neurodivergent brain does not recognize is unable to see that kind of contention as anything but personal right like no if you're gonna come for me and come for the way i'm doing things we're fighting right and so and but you know i try to be nice about it um, you know, I am nice about it online because it isn't personal. I get it. You're, I don't even know who you are. You're just a username on a screen who's like, hey, but I thought to clarify, 
these things, these events are happening close enough together in 2016 in the MCU timeline that it actually, I feel, doesn't matter a whole hell of a lot what order we do them in, because it's all happening in the same year. What matters is that we end with Doctor Strange. One of my first ever encounters with Stephanie was... Uh, I was trying to steer it away from personal discussions of how Stephanie's a bitch, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I... I oh, okay. let's, let's stay on that topic for real quick. I'm enjoying it. Um, Yay. No, my one, of my one of my favorite moments was, and I was like... What the fuck? Um, uh, When I knew of Stephanie's existence, she would sit by herself reading a book, smoking a cigarette on the front porch of whatever dorm building she was living at the time. Kids don't smoke. I I now, at the age of 42, 100% regret every single cigarette I ever smoked. But yes, I was a smoker in college. Right, right, right. So was, and as as was I. Um, So when you're reading a book by yourself, (laughs) That person does not want to be talked to. Right. And I'm yet, only outside because I'm smoking. Right. And f- yet, for whatever reason, random frat guys usually mm-hmm. would see Stephanie and go, I'm going to talk to her. Yep. And I remember one of them like distinctly disagreeing with her choice of book. And <laughs> uh, Stephanie looked up, turned to her side, like took a drag that like she was like not even done with the cigarette. She took one drag and finished the cigarette right then and there. Got up, got up and just walked away. And I was like, that's hardcore. <laughs> well, here's the, well, we've t- it was always frat guys, right? Because we talked about this before. For some reason, I'm fucking catnip for a certain kind of guy. Yeah. Like, it's these fucking right wing. At, the, at that age, it was, you know, pop collar, fucking chinos oh wearing God. white guys. Shell necklace uh, wearing. Ne- remember the shell necklace? Just- Yes, the, the with fucking shown, but they would they would wear it around their neck, but under the popped collar of a polo, like it was a particular. Uh, it was fucking frat guys, right? And they fucking loved me, and I, you know, banged a few of them, but like <laughs> they were really boring. <laughs> so like, there was nothing, there was nothing to them. They were ridiculous, and so I wasn't interested. But you know that that remains today. I'm convinced that the the. Fucking the people who message me on social media, who comment on my shit on social media, are these are they are those frat boys grown up now, mm-hmm. and they just want me to step on their neck so bad, and like yeah. I don't know why, and I'm catnip for them and rednecks and bigots. They fucking love me, and I don't. I've never understood it. Is there a pheromone I'm giving off? I really need to find out why. Oh, maybe it's a superpower. Maybe that's my superpower is making uh, bigots attracted to me. Correct. Anyway. And want to talk to me in public when I'm giving every signal that I do not wish to talk. <laughs> anyway, so in conclusion, I'm a bitch. So what we're saying is that today we're talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> God damn it. We just had to talk about my sex life in college. Like, what's happening? Uh, I mean, so it's a Friday. <laughs> anyway, so, all right, all right, all right. The movie, the movie, the reason we're here, the movie. Got it. Um, so let's talk about the behind the scenes stuff. Sure. Do you have anything? Production stuff? I mean, stuff? so if y'all want to hear like the nitty gritty of the, the politics behind uh, the Sony Disney partnership go back the shared custody of spider-man the shared custody go back and listen to civil war part two that's where i kind of jump into that it's it's yep. a it's kind of a clusterfuck uh, oh but, yeah but it's ugly but um, um tldr 
Kevin Feige wanted Spider-Man in the MCU so bad, mainly because Spider-Man is what the most beloved uh, comic book character in Marvel. And I'm saying that um, based on sales of comic books, merchandise, movies, mm-hmm. video games, etc. There, it's it's far and away an extremely popular character compared to other characters. I think I think X Men before before MCU movies were starting to be made. I think X Men were maybe number two, mm-hmm. and and then you know MCU came in and changed everything. So Spider Man is the number one character. So Kevin Feige felt that the MCU was incomplete without Spider-Man. And he's right. And he's right. Yeah. I feel like Spider-Man was a badly needed voice, particularly at this stage of the MCU, because the, the, you know, the fucking Avengers and everybody got so fucking tired and grim and PTSD out. And we needed somebody who was excited about being a superhero. Yeah. And, and somebody that brought a a, a different perspective, a younger perspective, perhaps. Yeah, he's got, you know, he's just, he's so, somebody who's enjoying it. Yeah. Nobody, nobody else is enjoying it right now. Uh, and so it's, you know, kind of tiresome and and a slog to watch superheroes that are fucking hating every second of it. And But then you bring us this guy and like, god damn, he's such a breath of fucking fresh air. I know. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love him. I love this. So I agree with Kevin Feige. The MCU badly needed Spider-Man. Yep. So do you want to talk about uh, the director? Oh, please do. All right. So the director of Spider-Man Homecoming is John Watts. Now, prior to this movie, John Watts had directed um, many, many music videos. Okay. Three for Fat Boy Slim. Yay. And for other groups such as Head Head Automatica, there we go, Death Cab for Cutie, and Uh Swedish House Mafia. Okay. Yeah, those were just fun to say. I'm I'm sure those are Um, all your favorite bands, too. Absolutely. I don't have any idea who they are. You don't know who Death Cab for Cutie is? No. (sighs) Anyway, we move on. Why would I know Death Cab for Cutie? Because they have some great... There is at least one song of theirs I know for a fact you've heard. Sure. But that's fine. We'll move on. Anyway, um, he's also directed a bunch of stuff for The Onion, apparently had some TV series. Good for them. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the Old Man uh, with Jeff Bridges. He will go on to direct all of the MCU Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. And in 2014, he directed a horror movie called Clown. No, thank you. Nope, 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 nope. I nope. would like to opt out of that thing existing. Yeah. Clown. No. I'm sure people worked hard on it. I'm sure there's some people that love it. Not for me. Not for me. Nope. Speaking as someone who was a clown, clowns are terrifying. Yeah. Wait, what? (laughs) You knew this about me. (laughs) I forgot. You knew this about me. Uh, Yeah, no, back in college, I worked as a party clown. Because that was that was amazing pay at the time. And so this was like 2000 and, you know, I could make 15 to $20 an hour, which now is minimum wow. wage. But at the time yeah. was stunningly great pay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for that, I'll put on fucking clown makeup. Yeah. That was before I, I met you. I know, I know how to make balloon animals, bitch. I remember that. I know that. basic magic tricks, okay? I know these things. 
Well, uh, I can paint your face. If y'all would like a diva available for your kid's birthday party. Uh, <laughs> you don't we... want that now. No. <laughs> uh, no, she doesn't like to be out in the sun now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the balloon, it's not so much balloon animals as they are balloon phalluses. And yeah, such. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if it was an adult party and I would just make dicks all night, I can make <laughs> balloon dicks and, and vaginas. That's not a <laughs> It's actually really easy. <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving on. So the writers uh, for this movie, I sense shenanigans off the bat, just looking at at these writers and and their resumes. Okay. And also the sheer number of them, because there's five. Holy shit. That's a lot. That's a lot for a movie, yeah. That's a fucking lot. And the last time we had a movie written by this many people, it was Ant-Man. Okay. And we know how that went down. Yeah, that that was not easy. That was not a smooth transition, but it turned out great. Right. Well, yes, but it just I've I've sensed that there were changes made. So let's go through these guys. Uh, there is Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. I I list them together because they pretty much worked on the same shit. Yeah. Uh, they worked on Horrible Bosses one and two, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs two. Like, oh. And that's really kind of it. They wrote some other stuff that was like minors stuff and sh- and shorts and internet specials and stuff like that. But those were the major things that they wrote for. Um, John Francis Daly in particular has like twice as many acting credits as writing credits. Huh. Odd. Um, and the, the third guy, Christopher Ford, uh, wrote for projects that John Watts directed, including Clown. Again, no thank you. Yep. No. And I feel like it is important to note that these three guys, Goldstein, Daly, and Ford, never wrote another Spider-Man movie again. Interesting. Whereas John Watts went on to direct everything else Spider-Man after this. Okay. That's good. So he did not take that team with him. Huh. So we got two more writers here. Uh, We got Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. Again, they've worked on a lot of the same stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've worked on American Dad, Community, the Lego Batman movie, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and all of the Spider-Man MCU movies. Uh Uh-huh. So I think we had a team switch, and the guys that we switched to have carried on the property from there. Well, uh... That, but that's 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 what it's like with these Marvel movies. Is we've we've mm. we've dived deep into some of the background drama. Yeah, it's you know these movies always have an extremely aggressive timetable. Uh, the mouse demands all of you, and not a lot of people can pull it off. And I don't, I I, I could I'm, I couldn't I couldn't fucking do it. No. Uh, that said, Disney, please please buy our podcast and let us work for you. We, we, we can make podcasts. I'm not writing a goddamn we'll movie it, we'll for you. We'll make it work. Yeah, we'll make, we'll it, make work. it work. I will yeah. remove the word fuck from my vocabulary for yeah. time just for you. No. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm a whore. What do they need? <laughs> um, we have to We have to be realistic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, so do you have anything else for the production of this film before we get into it? Uh, No, not, not this time. I'm gonna have Okey-dokey. I'm gonna have some stuff for the second part of this movie, but uh, that'll be next episode. Cool. Yeah, that's that's next time. All right. So our movie opens with the Sony Pictures logo. Huh? Why? Oh yeah, Disney and Sony agreed to do this project together. So remember, way back, kids, just if you don't forget, uh, they haphazardly decided to add Spider-Man uh, into Civil War, but that agreement included uh, uh, three movies plus no, actually, I'm sorry. 
two movies plus several appearances in a la Avengers movies. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the beginning of the relationship. Also, it gave Disney, I believe, a 15-year merchandise deal uh, for, oh, wow. for Spider-Man, uh, which included the ability to build a theme park ride uh, nice. west of the Mississippi, which is a ride I like. Not love, but like. <laughs> all right. And it's west of the Mississippi, so you can go. Yeah, at Disneyland. Hey, I do it all the time. Can do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Watch me. <laughs> I mean, we can watch him. If you look on his social media, you can watch him. I, I have a very boring life. Like, what am I going to do? Like, uh, post pictures of myself looking disappointed that the dude on Grindr didn't didn't respond to me. <laughs> <laughs> do you need, are you saying you don't have enough to do? You need more podcast work? Anyway, so we're going to talk about yeah, the movie. <laughs> All right. So the Sony Pictures logo fades away and we see Michael Keaton is looking at a child's drawing of the Avengers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Michael Keaton. I had forgotten he was in this movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it's been years. This movie came out in 2017. I've only probably watched it one other time since I saw it in the theaters. Yeah. So, yeah, I forgot. I forgot that Michael Keaton's in this. Um, yeah. So uh, because this is a Sony gig, uh, uh, halfway Sony, halfway Disney, this shit is not on Disney Plus, which is super fucking annoying. Yes. So, yeah, I hate that. Anyway. Anyway, so Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about him real quick. Okay. So we're already talking. There's so many, so many cast members to talk about, you guys. I'm just apologies in advance. So, yeah, that's Michael Keaton. He's playing Adrian Toomes. We will learn that. He has a name. His name is Adrian Toomes. Uh, Michael Keaton has been acting since the 70s. I've been in love with him since 1989 when he played Batman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in uh, all kinds of iconic shit. The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Mr. Mom, Johnny Dangerously, Beetlejuice. He's Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Batman, Batman Returns. He's in the 1993 version of Much Ado About Nothing. The really? one with Denzel Washington and Keanu Reeves, yeah. What is he? Yeah. What did he do in that? I don't remember. He's that. Dogbury. He's the the <gasps> drunk, stupid, idiot cop guy, and he's hilarious. You know, I'm realizing oh. I haven't seen that in a long time. Oh well. Oh, he's so good. It's so good. It's fucking great. Anyway, uh, he was in Multiplicity, uh, Jackie Brown, my favorite Tarantino film. Uh, he was mm. in a movie called Birdman, for which he was uh, nominated for an Oscar. Which is a great uh, fucking movie. And Dope Sick, which is all the awards. And apparently he's in Morbius as this character. Yep. I actually, I'd never saw Morbius. because uh, not, No one else did either. So, <laughs> well, maybe if they hadn't cast a motherfucking monster as their lead actor. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Nope. Anyway, so Michael Keaton, the love of my life since 1989. Y'all. <laughs> Look, he was my Batman until the animated series come out, came out, and then he was my number two Batman right behind Kevin Conroy. Agreed. Um, look, y'all, you don't, you're, those of you that are younger, you're so spoiled now with all these options for comic book movies. Right. In my childhood, there were three uh, people that played good comic book characters for like, I don't know, the first 15 years of my life at least. Right. For me, it was Adam West, who played Batman on a television show. Uh, Christopher Reeves, Superman. Right. And Michael Keaton, who was Batman. And the Batman movies, y'all, in the late... In 1989 and 1991 were fucking huge. Like, it's hard to... Yeah. uh, Yeah. 
like the amount like when i remember when the first batman movie came out the marketing campaign they did for that in hollywood there were posters everywhere of just a bat the bat sign they didn't oh, show no. any any clips of the movie for mm-hmm. like right until right before it came out they kept a lot of that shit secret uh but they right. were able to build anticipation by all these like franchise and merchandise deals and boy did it work because uh it was one of the biggest movies of the 80s it was a big fucking deal michael yeah. keaton was a big fucking deal boomer is a big fucking deal if you any of you can hear her purring that's what's happening she's here hi boomer She's forgiven me for the little faux pas from before we started. Yeah, recording, not so. yet. This is probably when you die. Uh, should we talk about Adrian Toomes right now? As um, well? no, not yet, because he hasn't he hasn't achieved that level yet. Right now, uh, this is a this is a flashback. Right. Um. So he is uh, like as he's looking at a child's drawing of the Avengers because they are working on cleanup post Battle of New York. Mm-hmm. Like post the Avengers, like right they after are tearing. It, yeah. Right. They are tearing down Chitauri Tech for scrap. And you can tell with the whole conversation, like, he's the foreman of this construction crew. He's gone all in on this huge contract deal with the city to, to tear down the scrap. It's a fucking windfall for him and his guys. Like, it's such a big fucking deal. It's great. We love it. Except for, uh-oh, a lady walks in. What? Yeah, with a group of construction workers and agents? No. No, just dudes in hard hats. Yeah. Uh, suits in hard hats. She comes in and she lets them know that pursuant of Executive Order 396B, all post-battle cleanup now falls under their jurisdiction. Whose jurisdiction, he asks. Oh, well, she doesn't explain, but we'll get to that. Hold on, I'm putting a cat down. Okay. There she goes. Okay. Uh, would you like to know who that lady is? Because <laughs> we're going to talk about it, damn it. Uh, no. No, you don't want to know? No, I don't. I don't know who that lady is. Okay, so the character is Anne-Marie Hogue, but she's played by Tyne Daly. She's been a that lady since the 1960s. If you have watched a TV since 1963, you have seen her. Mm-hmm. Specifically in the 80s, she was in a little series you may have heard of called Cagney and Lacey. She was Lacey. I've never like, heard of that show. What? Oh my god, you just got so offended at me right now. What is that? It was on for 8 seasons in the 80s. It was the only it was the only female-led cop show. Okay. Cagney and Lacey were women cops like doing the 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 TV crime drama thing, but it was two women. It was fucking revolutionary, man. I I've oh never heard god. of it. I hate you. I'm serious. I'm sorry. I quit. In the 80s, I was w- watching, what, Inspector Gadget, David the Gnome, Transformers, G.I. Joe. Oh, man. David Gem. the Gnome. David the Gnome, yeah. I want a fox. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's for, okay. For people who are not Chris, I just realized the main demographic of our audience is like half my age. They don't know it either. Lacey <laughs> was a really big deal, and I hate you all. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steph. I, I I'm not familiar with it. I'm sorry. Anyway, so it turns out his contract with the city ain't shit because this is a government agency that's intervening and telling them that they don't get to do this anymore. And huh. he's like, "What? Hold on, hold on." He's like trying to, to plead his case. He's like, "I bought trucks for this. Like, I got guys on this crew. They've got families. I got a family. If we yeah. lose this contract, I could lose my house." And she's like, "Uh, yeah, sorry about that." And she <laughs> walks off. And then a, one of these guys in the suit 
decides it would be a good idea to condescendingly mouth off to a New York City construction contractor. Idiot. And then has the gall to look surprised when he gets punched in the face. Yeah, that felt good. <laughs> that felt very good. Right, because he's this guy in the suit's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have overextended yourself. And Fuck <laughs> you, like, buddy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, punched him right in the face. But not a good idea to punch these guys. Turns out they all have guns. Apparently, they're some kind of secret service government agency, I guess. Everything's escalating very quickly. Ultimately, they get fired, right? And we cut to Tombs watching the news, and we see that the jurisdiction that this cleanup fell under was a joint venture between Stark Industries and the federal government called the Department of Damage Control. Fucking Stark. Fucking Stark. Let's remember this as we go forward through, uh, through the MCU that damage control is Tony Stark's fault. Yeah. Tony Stark started it. Now, it started with a good and altruistic reason, uh, which is cleaning up and making sure alien tech doesn't fall into, like, everyday person hands. And there's a whole a whole Marvel one-shot about exactly that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, damage control is here. They've taken over. Anyway, Tombs and his people still have a truckload of alien technology from the site. And they're like, hey, should we give this back to the government? And he's like, you know what? Let's keep it. The world's changing. It's time we change too. Oh, good. That's great. That's wonderful. That's uh-huh. uh, that. Yep. And that's how you start a a black market. That's a that's a supervillain origin story. Yeah, <laughs> is what that is. <laughs> but what I like about it is this origin is is he's got a point. Like they fucked him. They they fucked them so hard <laughs> by taking these contracts away. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, anyway. it is. It is. Um, I am in favor of the blue collar working man on this one. Sorry, that's that is where my loyalties lie. So, are you say are you suggesting that you would also be selling Shatari and Thanos tech bullshit technology? I think you might be underestimating just how few steps removed from a villain turn I am at any given moment of the day. Oh well, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Anyway, so we get a big title card that says, eight years later, boom, the operation is apparently booming. There's alien technology everywhere. They're apparently making weapons. They're counting money, hand over fist. It's everywhere. The roof of this new, like, warehouse where they're working uh, opens up and Michael Keaton flies in on this gigantic fucking wing rig Yeah. thing. He's got like a super sexy aviator jacket, the fur collar on. It's hot, isn't it? It's really hot. See, maybe... It's really hot. Tell me he's the one that you're saying you're attracted uh, to. Oh, fuck yeah, movie. I am. Uh, okay, I will plead my case with other characters. And it's maybe hot. it's because he just sucks all of the sexy oxygen out of the movie. Because that's a lot of hot. It is pretty concentrated. It's it's, it's a lot of hot. Like, yeah. like, I'm, like, the whole time I'm thinking, when am I going to see Michael Keaton again? <laughs> <laughs> it's true counting the seconds mm-hmm. uh anyway he drops a bunch of like baskets of alien technology and he's like business is good okay this is a full-on operation now yay now we get the marvel studios intro he becomes the vulture dun 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 the vulture is a really old oh. fucking character he actually appeared in the amazing spider-man number two may Jesus. 1963 heather wow yeah uh, created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, uh, he is a, a, a very long-term t- Spider-Man villain. Uh, 
a lot of his drawings in the 60s and 70s are stupid looking. He is wearing a suit yep. that's all feathered and that lets him fly around. Uh, he looks like a vulture. He's a vulture. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, there are different incarnations of him. I, I've seen one version of Vulture in comics where he actually has wings coming out of him, and that looks really disturbing. Um, mm. Other times, he just has a really badass-looking suit. Uh, nonetheless, uh, he's a legendary villain. Amazing. Um, I just I like that they picked the Vulture for this because clearly his business is scavenging, right? Like forbidden technology from around the planet. You know, like a Vulture. Huh, uh, 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 uh. Uh. Anyway, uh, we do get the Marvel Studios intro with the old school Spider-Man song. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Spins I, I love that. Just in time. Da, 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 da. Look out. Here, Here comes the Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Uh, but then we get a film by Peter Parker. Oh, God damn it. Peter is fucking doing, he's taping his trip to Germany. His very illegal trip to Germany. Where he's ki- he's been kidnapped by Tony? Yeah, well, technically by Happy Hogan. Right. Who because is not happy. happy. <laughs> he's not happy. Not happy that he is going to be uh, transporting this child to the other side of the planet. Um, so, yeah, Peter's super excited. He's getting on the private plane. He's asking stupid questions like, do I need to go to the bathroom before? And he's like, there's a bathroom on the plane. And he notices there's no pilot. For the plane, so ding, Star Trek bullshit. As some Star Trek bullshit, yep. Mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he also says nobody's actually told him why he's there or what he's doing. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. Hey, let's restart some of that Civil War discourse, shall we? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> so uh, they get to a hotel, and uh, Happy's like, you need to go suit up. And Peter gets suited up. In his suit. That one In he his made. spider suit. Yeah. Yeah, his homemade one that's like a hoodie. It's, a, it's it's basically a pajama onesie with some stuff yeah. on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Happy comes in and is like, what are you doing? You're supposed to get suited up. Where's the case? What case? Peter finds out there's a whole other, like a suite of rooms that he didn't even know about in his hotel room. And there's a case. Uh-huh. He goes over to the case, like pushes a button on it. And it opens up to reveal Stark Tech bullshit. That's a whole ass Spidey suit. Right. And it, with a little tag that says some minor upgrades. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. It's great. Well, luckily, it's it's just a suit, right? It's it's not like it's equipped with like weaponry that you would give a child. It's got so many bells and whistles. Tony can't fucking help himself. Of course right? not. But he's so excited. Like Peter is his vocal register climbs into like barely audible to humans. It's so high-pitched. He's so excited. Uh, he's just fangirling like crazy over the suit. He gets in the suit. He's like, it's amazing. Then he's actually videoing the fight at the airport. So he can, he actually- can film himself. Right. Um, That Peter, was really cute. Peter Parker is an influencer, Steph. Peter Parker is 15 years old. All yeah. of this is 100% correct yeah. and accurate and okay. Anyway, um, uh, let's see. Uh, we get the airport fight. That's great. Afterwards, he is in a car with Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tony actually says, we should make an alibi video for Aunt May. Hey, that's a great idea, Tony. And then Tony says something 
totally reasonable and not uh, <laughs> not sexual at all, right? <laughs> no, nope. uh, no, no. No, he, he says. Cameron says, "Hey, Aunt May, what are you wearing? Something skimpy, I hope." And the look on <laughs> Peter's face is horrible. <laughs> but this is an alibi. He's perpetuating the lie to this child's legal guardian. Yeah, just saying. Just saying. But ultimately, uh, the the video blog, vlog, as it were, <laughs> ends as Peter realizes. I can keep the suit? Yeah. He's and so he's super excited. thankful. And he wants Tony to give him a hug. And Tony reaches over towards him to open the door. Totally mis- misreading the room. And right. Tony no, no, essentially no. pushes Peter out and lets him know, look, Happy's going to be your contact on this. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm busy doing nothing. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Bye. Well, yeah, because Peter's like, when's our next mission and stuff? And and Tony's like, what? No, you will call you. You stay here. Um, and he says, don't do anything I would do. Definitely don't do anything I wouldn't do. Or maybe it's the other way around. I don't remember. No, that's right. Uh, and just it basically like, keep your head down. Do your Spider-Man thing. Stay here. Keep the suit. Bye. Uh, call happy if you need anything. And that's the end of it. And... um and that's and there's Peter standing there on the street in his absolutely adorable T-shirt that says the physics is theoretical, but the fun is real. <laughs> nerd, so, nerd shirts. There are so many nerd shirts in this movie. There is, yeah. Um, there's a, another one later. It's got like a triangle on it, and it says "Find X," and then it shows X has been circled, and it's with an arrow. It says, "I found it." Um, it's really cute. Anyway, uh, so we cut from that to two months later. Peter is riding the train to school and he's texting Happy and saying, hey, just letting you know, I'm going to get out of school at 245. Yeah. And you get a quick shot of the screen. Peter's been texting Happy a lot, but he's been getting no response. Zero responses. None at Mm. all. Like Happy's trying to move up into asset management for Stark. And this is how he's managing this asset is by not communicating with him at all. Okay. Great. So what I'm seeing here is that these grown ass men um, obviously do not have teenage boys in their lives and yeah. don't remember when they were a teenage boy. Right. And that if you leave uh, a boy like Peter, who's this fucking smart, who has had a taste of the superhero like top tier action mm-hmm. uh, and just never talk to him, he's going to get bored. He's going to find something to do. That's dangerous. Right? It's so stupid. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but now we are at high school. Oh, and this becomes, so, and suddenly this movie becomes like a high school uh, rom-com comedy type movie. It's super cute. It is. I like it. it I'm really just saying. Is. It's like, it's such a d- difference in tone with uh, all the other right? movies. Yeah. Stunning difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the Midtown School of Science and Technology. It is a school full of nerds. Nerd. Everybody here is a nerd. Uh, did you see the school mascot? No. They're the tigers. Wait, what? There, I saw a banner on the wall that said, go get them tigers. Why? As a nod to Mary Jane telling the Toby Toby Maguire Spider-Man, go get them tiger. Yeah. Aww. Yep. I love it. I thought that was adorable. Mm-hmm. Aww. Look at them go. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we're at school and uh, Peter's doing the whole walk down the hall, get to your lo- your locker thing. He opens it and we see a little Lego Darth Sidious appears over his shoulder. <gasps> oh, we skipped over a thing that like broke my heart because oh. I felt oh, God, I felt what? I felt really bad. So when Peter's walking oh. into the walking into the school, this school has its own news network because, you know, rich kid school, I guess. 
Uh, and you didn't a, have like in school news when you not like school? a television show. Yeah, no, we did. It was, I mean, only the nerds did it, and we ignored it because they played it during study hall, and we were too busy like making out in the back of the room. But yeah, <laughs> I'd never been to a school like that. No, um, oh, okay. And I went to an art school of all fucking. You'd think we would have one. Um, so you would think. Uh, apparently, there's a '80s homecoming soon, and th- there's a, oh. a, a guy and a girl uh, uh, doing a newscast. The guy asks the girl, "Hey, do you want to come to the homecoming with me?" And she says, "No," on camera. And I felt <laughs> so bad. But that's the level of awkward that we're going to be dealing with here. And the director, John Watts, I saw an interview with him where he's talking about, like, we're dealing with teenagers, right? Where everything is turned up to 11. Yeah. And everything is at that level of importance. You know, who you're going to homecoming with or talking to a girl is every bit as nerve wracking as chasing down a supervillain. Like, it's all the same level. I, and so, God, I'm so glad I'm old now. <laughs> right? But, like, I love that he, he at least remembered that. And, uh, and so he's brought that energy to it and, and really let these kids run with it. It's fucking great. Um, so yeah, we meet, uh, Ned. Ned is the one holding the Lego Darth Sidious. I love Ned. I love Ned so much. He's one of my favorites. Oh, he's my, he's my favorite part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Hands down. He's, he's a scene stealer for me. I can completely. see that. Yeah. He's fucking great. Anyway, he's like, hey, you're going to, you want to come help me build the Lego Death Star? And like, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, that sounds like where fun. Were you, where were you when I was in high school? Right. Like, I could have really used somebody who wanted me to go build the Lego Death Star instead of, you know, the people I was actually hanging out with. Saying. Right. Well, if a guy invited me to build Legos with them, we were fucking, we weren't going to well, touch yeah. Legos. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, delinquency. Um, Anyway, it's really cute. Uh, I instantly love Ned. Would you like to know who is playing Ned? Yes, I would. Ned is played by Jacob Batalon. Oh. And this movie is his second acting credit. What? This is job number two for him. God damn, he did a good job. Right? What was his first one? Straight into the MC. I don't know. It was nothing anybody would have heard of. You know? It was like obscurity, Spider-Man. Okay. You know? Cool. Good job. And yeah, he since then has been, since this film, uh, he has been Sancho Panza in The True Don Quixote. Uh, never heard is, of it. I fucking love the Don Quixote story. Anyway, and he is right now in a TV series called Reginald the Vampire. He's playing Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I love the dynamic between him and, uh, and Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, they are really best friends in real life. Yeah, uh, I follow them both on Instagram. So they're so cute, and so they uh, their characters being best friends is a hundred percent believable. It's fucking great. Um, and so we get like a quick series of school day events, right? Yeah. Uh, like Peter is watching his own YouTube videos in physics class and gets called on after Flash gets a question wrong, and then Peter gets it right, and Flash is like, "You're dead." Fucking Flash. And- We'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, He's developing his own new web formula in the middle of chemistry class. And then he's sitting at lunch with Ned, and they are just goo-goo-eyes fangirling over a very pretty girl named Liz. Liz? Liz. Would you like to know who's playing Liz? Good Lord, sure. (laughs) Liz is played uh, by Laura Harrier. She's an actress. She's a model. She started on One Life to Live. She has been in Black KKK Klansman. Uh, she's in a TV series called Hollywood and in an upcoming reboot of White Men Can't Jump. What? Wait, they're rebooting White Men Can't Jump? Apparently. Why? 
I don't know. Because Hollywood has no original ideas. But the first one's good enough. The first one's a goddamn delight. Goddamn, it just sound like my grandparents. Holy shit. Uh huh. Uh, I guarantee you it doesn't hold up today, but yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That was one of those movies that was always on HBO when I turned it on. That was a movie that my dad took me to go see, and then he had to explain oral sex to me. So (laughs) maybe (laughs) the child to go see White Men Can't Jump, just saying. Anyway, is that uh, where I learned so, oral sex too? I think I'm thinking so. Uh, okay, anyway, probably it's yeah. got, it was uh, Rosie Perez and oh god damn it, Woody Harrelson. It was their yeah. their relationship had that, and then also anyway, it's a good movie. Go back to the '90s and watch the movie Kids. Anyway, um, so they're fangirling over Pretty Girl Liz, who's like hanging up banners for Homecoming and stuff, and they're like, we should probably stop staring before it gets creepy, and they hear too late. Yeah. And they turn, and there's Michelle sitting uh, at, down at the other table, and she says, You guys are losers. But then why do you sit with us? Because I don't have any friends. <laughs> Would you like to know who's playing Michelle? Oh, I know, but you can tell me anyway. Michelle is played by Zendaya. Let's talk about Zendaya real My quick. God. Okay, so there are people like me for whom Zendaya came out of nowhere. She just oh, really? materialized, okay. hatched like Athena, fully formed <laughs> in, into this movie, okay? Because I was not familiar with Disney TV pop music land. Oh, okay. You know, my kids missed the whole Disney pop music phenomenon thing. Um, mm-hmm. Never watched any of the like live action Disney shows or anything because they were like too young for it at the time. Mm. Um, okay. They were Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, like while this shit was going on. Uh, so apparently, news to me, uh, there was a show called Shake It Up yep. on on the Disney Channel. She was in 75 episodes of that. And it spawned a ton of music. Like a ton. Yeah. Half of her half of her acting credits are music videos from this movie, this show that mm-hmm. she was in. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy. Uh then in 2015, she got into a new show called KC Undercover, which had another 76 episodes, and for which she was also a producer. <laughs> she's a bot she is a boss bitch at a very early age dude yeah mm-hmm. this movie was where she really broke into the film world yeah so good for her she will go on from here to do so much so much highlights uh she was in the greatest showman dune fucking love and, dune and dune 2 which is coming out soon. i can't wait uh, and and the series euphoria for which i believe she's won some awards i can't recall yeah um, I, I i can't do that show sorry no, I can't. I no. Yeah. There's I've got enough emotional damage to process. Exactly. I recognize I recognize the value of it as art. It is not for me, but thank you. Yeah, agreed. Anyway, Zendaya is a fucking force to be reckoned with. She was a force to be reckoned with before she set foot on this set for Spider-Man. And now she's like, thank you for this gateway into the wide world, which I will be dominating. Like, goddamn. Yes, and if she rises up and becomes empress, I will follow her. (laughs) Gladly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With a smile on my face and a song in my heart. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, you know who we haven't talked about? (laughs) Tom Holland. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we talked about him in a bit in Captain America Civil War, but real quick. uh, Yeah, Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. That's Tom Holland. Um, prior to his uh, debut uh, as Peter Parker in Captain America Civil War, he was in nine things. Nine. Yeah. Just nine. Little things. Not a lot at all. 
Since then, when he's not being Peter Parker in everything, because mm-hmm. he is Peter Parker in everything, he was in various movies such as Edge of Winter, Doolittle, which was the project that Robert Downey Jr. did after he retired from the MCU. Yeah. 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 You know, RDJ is a weird dude. And if he's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to do just whatever I want now. He's going to do something fucking weird like Doolittle. Look, um, he can do whatever he wants. It's, he's, he's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he was in Onward, uh, Chaos Walking, and uh, most recently he is in the Uncharted movie playing iconic video game character Nathan Drake. And a movie called Cherry, which is very disturbing. Oh, yeah. I skipped that because I didn't recognize it. Yeah, I'm just doing highlights, bitch. I'm not reading the whole resume. I know. I just that movie was like, uh, it's like, do you want to? Why was it, it disturbing? Uh, it's a very gritty movie where he's a cokehead, and or I think oh. it's co- it's some kind of drug, and it, things go awry. He gets into prison. It's a fucked up movie. It's it's of oh, the okay. requiem of a dream variety. Oh yeah, see, I saw requiem for a dream once. I never need to see it again. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. We're done. It's cool. And you see Tom Holland nude, which I find very awkward. I don't know why. He's not a bad looking guy, obviously, but it's like the context is not good. He's got he's got a baby face. And he's never not gonna have a baby face. Yeah. And I'm never not gonna think of him as Peter Barker. Right. So sorry. But it's like he's not crying about it. I believe he and Zendaya are still in a relationship. Uh, they're the cutest couple. Yep. Those babies are gonna be Kidding, but why does she got to make babies? Well, I'm just oh, because I've read an interview where she did wants she wants children. Yeah, well, if she wants to, then good for her. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm not. I, just, I am never going to. There's assume. this tendency. There is this tendency for all sort of Hollywood coverage to be like, so when are you making babies? Like maybe popping out babies isn't a fucking poison pill to your career in Hollywood if yeah. you're not very very careful. Yeah. Careful. Anyway. So, God, back to the movie. Okay, um, so that's Michelle. She hangs out with them because she's a weirdo who doesn't have any friends. Um, okay, Peter has to go to academic decathlon and let them know that he needs to miss nationals because he has a Stark internship. Oh, really? A Stark very, internship? Very, very busy. Very busy with his Stark internship. Yeah. Um, sure. The Stark internship is the Spider-Man thing. It's the being a superhero thing. He wants to go do that and be available for Mr. Stark for whenever. Like, can you imagine if he finally got the call to go on an Avengers mission and he's at the academic decathlon? I mean. But no one's called him for like three months. Yeah, it's been a while. Poor Peter. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and so they're like, fine, Peter. And Flash, who does not believe that he has a Stark internship or has ever met Tony Stark or anything like that, is called up as the first alternate. Boom, we get to the end of the school day. The final bell rings. Peter takes off. It like jumps over the fence, runs through the neighborhood, stops at a convenience store where it turns out he speaks Italian? Spanish. Or, I, I thought it was Italian. It was Spanish. But the closed caption said Italian. I have it in my notes. I'm so confused. Then why did Peter say, ¿Cómo está tu hija? Because the closed caption is fucking terrible. That's why. Yeah, that's Spanish. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, and what the guy said in Spanish was that Peter's Aunt May is absolutely beautiful. Which is so accurate. That's, that's, it's accurate. Yeah. So that's why he was commenting. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's I Mr. Delmar. That's a bodega with the sandwich. There's a bodega cat. It's really cute. I love the Best cat. sandwiches in Queens. The, the queen is the queen. I can't even talk anymore. Murph the cat, by the way. Anyway, so what happens after that? <laughs> Apparently, my words ran out. Go. Whoa! I whoa 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 whoa. Uh, yeah. So uh, the Ramones uh, starts to play, <laughs> and Peter decides he needs to change. He goes into a reasonable location, an alleyway. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
How did literally he... rats? There was literally a rat. <laughs> like, how did Peter Parker not get caught? Because there's like people walking right behind him. And... Please never underestimate the power of New Yorkers to not notice something. Right. Anyway, so he, yeah. stri- uh, he strips down, puts on his uniform, and it, I loved how it was all like loose, loose fitting at first. Super baggy. Yeah. And he presses a button, and then it tightens up, and I'm like, "That's a that's a big old Dean on Stark Tech bullshit." Stark right Tech there. bullshit. Oh yeah. Um, do you think Tony could buy make like shapewear like that though? Wouldn't that be awesome? I'm sure he could, yeah. I if would... he didn't think it was 100% beneath him, just do some crunches. <laughs> Tony's exactly that guy. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, then we get an anti, uh, uh, anti-crime montage, as I have in my notes. Uh, he, <laughs> he catches a dude on a bike, leaves a note behind. Uh, He's friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He is, he is. He's running yeah. around. Uh, one dude asks him, whoa, are you the spider dude? <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm Spider-Man. And the guy asks him to do a flip, and he does. Uh, and then uh, Peter sees somebody looks like to him they're trying to break into their car. The mm-hmm. only problem is that that is their car. They left their keys in the right. car. Uh, so Peter <laughs> goes down, ignites the alarm, and New Yorkers love it when there's loud noise outside. Apparently, oh yeah. And we get a ding on uh, Stan Lee making an appearance because he po- he pops out. <laughs> apparently, his character name in this movie is Gary. Is that right? Oh, okay. Don't make me come down there, you punk. And then, uh, and then his neighbor is like, Gary, how are you doing? He's like, I'm fine. That's awesome. It's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, after all this, Peter, this, this is kind of heartbreaking, but Peter, Peter stops and calls happy and leaves a voicemail where he gives a full report and all the stuff he does. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting the full, the whole, please pick me, please give me more vibe. Which is yeah. He's like, here's my report. Here's all the cool stuff that I did today. I've just lost a Dominican lady. She was really nice and bought me a churro. This dude wants to be big league so bad. And of course, so I'm bad. watching this movie. I'm watching this movie with my husband Lucas, and he points out, "You did all your crime fighting during the day, dude. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, I, I get that he's got a curfew, but most crime happens at night. Yeah, because darkness, cover of darkness, like." I imagine New York City is a 24-hour crime zone, but <laughs> yeah, but dude, <laughs> like in the in the middle of the afternoon in Queens, that's all you're gonna get is the lady who's lost, the guy who's just breaking into his own car, and a dude who stole a bike. Like that's it. Well, the sun the the sun does indeed set, and uh, Peter is near the Queens Community Bank, where there appears to be a break in. A group of Ooh. a group of criminals wearing uh, Avengers masks, except it's the comic book version of the Avengers, right. not the real <laughs> and life. They're version. like they're like plastic party city masks. Yeah, they're not cute <laughs> at all. Uh, but one of them has some crazy Thanos tech bullshit. Uh, Thanos tech? I've decided. How is this Thanos tech? Because it's like half Chintari. It's like the Chintari tech, isn't it? It might be Chitauri, but the Chitauri are not Thanos. Yeah, but he kind of owns them, so. They work for him. They're mercenaries. Yeah. I don't know. They have their own technology. I'm not making making it an official counter. It's just what I called it for this movie because it's only a concern for this movie. Um, Carry on then. Yeah, so Peter decides he's going to get involved and gets into a scuffle with them. That uh, whatever the fuck the anti gravity thing they had uh, mm-hmm. was uh, fucking with Peter pretty bad. He was taken aback by it. 
Uh, and well, and the thing is, they've got two devices, right? right? They've got one that has like a laser that they they're using to cut open the ATMs, and then they've got the anti gravity va- device that they're using to pull the ATMs open and get all the cash out. And so, uh, Peter, uh, being a full on smartass the whole time, yep, love it, love to see it. Uh, he's like, oh hey, Thor, oh. Hulk, good to finally meet you guys. <laughs> Because he's met the other adventures, he hasn't met those two. Because <laughs> they weren't in Civil War. <laughs> and he's like, you know, he's he's fucking making fun of them for wearing Avengers masks. It's the fucking best. But then they catch him in the, the anti-gravity gun. Yeah. And the guy starts slamming him up and down. But Peter's damn near indestructible. Apparently. So he gets slam- <laughs> slammed in the ceiling and on the floor and on the ceiling. He's going, I'm starting to think you're not Avengers. <laughs> so cute. Thanks, Peter. Meanwhile, the uh, across the street, the bodega guy from earlier is calling 911. <laughs> and he's like, uh, Spider-Man is fighting the Avengers in a bank? <laughs> Not sure what's going on with that. Uh, finally, one dude says he's had it with this, busts out the big laser cannon gun thing, uh-huh. and fucking cuts the entire street in half, almost, wiping out the bodega across the street. Right. Like, he cranked that shit up to 11. Right. And it just, like, like destroyed. Uh, yeah. This is a user error moment. My immediate reaction to this? Oh my god, I hope that cat's okay. Exactly! (laughs) It's like, oh no, Murph! No! Uh, But then Peter's like, oh shit! (laughs) Well, except he doesn't say that, because he would never. Uh, And he goes hopping across the street, and he rescues Bodega Guy and the cat. Thank god. I was looking for the cat the whole time. I was like, oh, that guy, move over. Where's Murph? (laughs) (laughs) Where's where's Murph? Show me Murph. Um, But while he's rescuing them, the Avengers bank robbers get away. Yeah. Oh well. Sad times. Uh, so then uh, we cut to Avengers Tower, where Happy is yelling at Dummy for picking up stuff that's breakable. I fucking love Dummy. <laughs> oh, I love Yay. She's trying to help. Your Thank guys you are packing callback. stuff. Dummy's trying to help. Anyway, Peter calls and is like, oh, my God, there are these guys using alien technology to, to rob some ATMs and stuff. And Happy's not listening. Nope. Happy's super distracted because he is overseeing the relocation. Somewhere up New York, upstate New York. Yeah, because there's Avengers Campus in upstate New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just going up there. And, to- and Tony sold the whole building, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. I can't help but wonder if that's going to be a setup for something later. But Sure, why not? I mean, it's a big-ass building in the middle of the town. Somebody's well, because do you remember something. that video game we played, the Spider-Man video game, where there was, instead of there being a Stark Tower, there was a Fantastic Four Tower? Right. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Is that the game? Is that the game where uh, Carnage uh, assimilates into Doc Ock, and then you have to flee from Doctor Carnock? Yeah, and he's screaming at you. What color do you bleed, Spider Man? Color do you bleed, Spider Man? I fucking hated that part so much. It's so I scary. Had because you got to run through the vents, right? Yeah, and yeah. If you don't hit the web slings on exactly the right moments, you're fucking dead. I literally sat in our friend's dorm room and played that level one hundred times. Yeah. On try 100, I was like, if I don't make it this time, I'm fucking leaving. And they were like, okay, you've been here forever. Yeah, I need to go to bed. <laughs> Do you promise? Uh, and then, But then I finally won on the 100th one. So. Good job. Thanks. It was fun. Anyway, uh, so Happy's like, no, don't fucking, if it's bank robbers, let the cops deal with it. You stay away from anything dangerous because I'm responsible for making sure that you're responsible. Okay? Yep. Okay, cool. Um, but then he just hangs up. Like, this is not how you do that. God damn it, Happy. Well, Happy's busy, okay? He's putting out fires. 
dummy dummy is probably causing some shit so i i kind of understand Mm -hmm. so then peter sneaks home and what gets me is like how does may not know that he has not been home this whole time i gotta imagine that may probably assumes that peter goes in and out of his window a lot i guess except there's no fire escape out there yeah i I don't i have that in my notes too it's like may what do you not notice that your son came home? It's not a big apartment. Not his, not her son. Oh, I'm sorry, nephew. But yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, she she's not the most attentive mm-hmm. parental unit. She did like on her watch. He did go to Germany and fight Captain America. So, but it was for an internship, Steph. The Stark internship. Yeah. The internship yeah, no, with she, Stark, Tony Stark. So, so from her perspective, on her watch, she did send him to go to an intern, a Stark intern camp thing. For a weekend with Tony Stark, billionaire playboy philanthropist. Right. That's not much better. No. I'm just saying. Okay, anyway. uh, So he sneaks in. May doesn't know that he's been gone. And he's like, dun, 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 on the ceiling, crawling into my room. He he uses his foot to close his window behind him. It's cute. Mm -hmm. He goes sneaky all across the ceiling, all the way to his door, ever so quietly closes it. Hits the floor, not a sound. He made it. He safely snuck into his room. He turns around and... Fucking Ned. (laughs) Ned is sitting there holding a partially constructed Lego Death Star. (laughs) (laughs) And drops it. Which, by the way, that's hours of work gone. Oh my god. That broke my heart. He dropped the Lego Death Star to the floor. Here's the thing. Whoever in props whose job it was to build that Death Star. Because you know they had to build it. Oh, they had to build so it. They had to could... do multiple takes. You know what they must have done is they they must have constructed like multiple multiple uh, Death Stars. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh huh. I want that job. You know, they had... Yeah, like what? How? How do I? Where do I sign up? Where do I apply to be the Lego prop assembler for Marvel? I could do it. I I'm good at it. You can see D- behind Disney me fucking right hire now. us. Yeah, you see right behind me right now. Here's my resume. I built I built that. That is the. Tall neck from Horizon Zero Dawn. It's really nice. I'm very jealous every time I see it. You should be. Anyway, (laughs) yeah. Ned is looking at him and says, You're the Spider-Man from YouTube. And Peter, while removing the Spider-Man suit, is trying to deny that he's Spider-Man. Yeah. Honey. No. But here's the thing. I'm so glad we did this early. In mm-hmm. the movie. Not early in our podcast, we're over an hour in, but early in the movie. I'm so glad that we, we somebody knows. So yeah. that he's not all secret identity all the time. So uh, Ned's got questions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he has, a, he has a bunch of questions, but the thing is, May heard a crashing sound. So uh-huh. she's like, what's going on in here? Do you want to go to have some Thai? <laughs> And awkwardly, uh, Peter is sitting there in his underwear, and his friend yeah. Ned is in the bat in the bedroom. And I'm like, you know, what? What do we think? What do we think that was about, May? We don't. You know what? We're just gonna let it go. Yeah, we're just gonna let it go. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, so then Peter is scrambling, and he's like, "Yeah, no, Ty's great. Ned's got to go. He's got a thing. Anyway, cool." And she's like, "Okay, we'll get some pants on." Uh, and she walks out. He closes the door, and Ned's like, "She doesn't know." No. Oh, no. And Peter says, uh, I haven't told her. Now, I can't do that to her with everything that's happened with May. Everything that's exactly. happened. What's happened? Yeah. 
well, I'm, I'm openly asking, like, what I know we we learn, but obviously. Well, I, I I assume he's referring to the fact that her husband passed away not so very long ago. Right, right. So yeah, like uh, less than a year. Yeah. So like like I that and you know uh you know there's probably well I can't talk about that yet. Okay, never mind. Uh, okay. Why can't <laughs> what what can't you talk about yet? It's not this movie. Sorry. Um, oh, okay. Anyway, no. May's um, gone through some shit. She's been through she's been through a lot. Anyway, so my favorite is where Ned's like, "Why why won't you tell her?" And then Peter says, "You know what she's like. If she finds out people try and kill me every single night, she's not going to let me do this anymore." <laughs> yeah. That's a very teenager answer. Exactly. And he's like, "Ned, you got to I'm begging you, please. You got to keep this a secret." And Ned goes, "Okay, okay, 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 okay. I'll level with you." I don't think I can keep this a secret. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, Peter. God damn it. <laughs> He's so excited. It's the best thing that's ever happened. But anyway, he manages to get Ned to agree to shut the fuck up about it. And he hustles him out of the house. And, uh, (laughs) but on his way out, Ned's like, wait, how do you do this and the Stark internship? Oh my God. Dude, this is the Stark internship. Oh. Oh. Okay. (laughs) We get a quick scene with Aunt May and Peter getting Thai food. So let's talk about Aunt May. Yes, please. Has, as a comics character, has she always been in Peter's world? Uh, in most versions of Spider-Man, uh, there is an Aunt May, though, you know, there's a newer Spider-Man character now that has a different parental unit. Uh, but yeah, I know right. Aunt is May. Is that Miles Morales? Yeah. Um, okay. And of course, the Spider-Verse stuff is going to make that more convoluted. But right. um, Aunt May is generally portrayed as an older uh, white woman. Um, right. And I love this version of May so much. Uh, the sexy, uh, sexy middle-aged Italian woman. Yeah. 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 I love it a lot. No, it's good. Um, so speaking of sexy middle-aged Italian women, uh, that is Marissa Tomei. Good Lord. Playing Aunt May. Y'all, Marissa Tomei is a goddamn legend. I fucking love her. She's an Oscar-winning actress. She has been working since the 80s. Um, Chris, tell me you've heard of this show. Okay. A, a Different World? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. The Cosby Show spin off that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who? Yeah. She was in 22 episodes of A Different World. I didn't know that. Yeah. Her breakout role for which she received that Oscar was as Mona Lisa Vito in My Cousin Vinny. 10 out of 10 out of 10, 10, 10. Everybody watch My Cousin Vinny. It's so fucking good. Yeah. I think we talked about that before and I went ahead and, we did. and, and watched it again recently and it's still fucking perfect. It's so good. I love it. I totally forgot. Uh, 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 what's his name to play Eddie Munster was the judge. Uh huh. I love that. Well, not Eddie Munster. Uh, Herman uh, Munster. Oh yeah, yeah, Herman Munster. Sorry. Eddie's the little kid. That's right. Herman was the Frankenstein. The Frankenstein. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, she was also in Chaplin with Robert Downey Jr. They dated briefly after that. Uh, she was in Un- Untamed Heart, Four Rooms, What Women Want, Someone Like You, which is one of my favorite rom coms, y'all. Uh, yeah, it's got Hugh Jackman. I know. It's a rom-com with Hugh Jackman. It's good. Y'all, it's Steph, St- Steph will play all day long. She loves her romance stuff. Of course I fucking do. Yeah. Because they're fictional. <laughs> and because they're fictional, she's perfect. They're perfect. Uh, she would go on to be in The Wrestler, less delightful. Uh, way, uh, that is not a fun movie to watch, no. A lot darker, but apparently excellent. Also, it's, it's really good. 
the Lincoln Lawyer, Crazy Stupid Love, which is also delightful, uh, The First Purge, less delightful, and of course, in every MCU Spider-Man movie so far. So far. Yeah. Anyway, Marissa Tomei, fucking, she's incandescent, right? She glows off of the screen, and even the waiter at the Thai restaurant is powerless to resist as he brings her a free dessert. <laughs> but while they're there, they do see on the news, uh, it pops up a report about the uh, the bank in the bodega. Yeah. Uh, and all that shit getting destroyed. And May's like, if you ever see anything like that happening, you run the other way. And Peter's like, oh, yeah, totally. And she's trying to have sure. this like very serious conversation with them, but Peter's just not... He's not present. That's not serious. She just wanted, she's trying to get him to talk at all. She's joking about LARB. Yeah. Okay. It's not a serious conversation. But that, isn't that usually like, I don't know. See, I'm not a parent, so maybe you can you can educate me. Um, like a, a parent wanting their kid to open up and they've been kind of distant for a long time. That's a concerning thing, isn't it? Um. Okay. At 15, if you can get them to talk to you at all, <laughs> that is a success. Okay. That's fair. That's why I asked your expertise. There you go. Anyway, so next day we are back at school. Ned has questions. Uh, they are walking. Well, okay. First, they're walking on their way to school. They pass by the bodega. And the damage control people from fucking eight years ago are there. Oh. Like, the same people. But Peter doesn't know who they are yet, so he doesn't have any re- frame of reference. I just noticed them because fucking... Mary Beth Lacey is there from Cagney and Lacey, a goddamn legendary show that only I know about, apparently. <laughs> Y'all, this is going to be one of those scenes that Steph is going to bring up forever. You dare to be upset with me for not watching goddamn Gilmore Girls. You don't even know who Cagney and Lacey are. Uh, Gilmore Girls is a wonderfully written show with strong female characters that broke a lot of tropes, uh-huh, like a uh-huh. lot of tropes. You know, you know why a show like Gilmore Girls gets to exist? Because of shows like Cagney and Lacey. Okay. I'll look it up <laughs> after this podcast. I've, I've, I have honestly never heard of it. I was oh, not, God. uh, my family was not a crime, sh- crime show family. It was, a. I mean, mostly because my grandfather Mine super was. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly because my grandfather was in charge of the television. We were a sci-fi fantasy family. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, so P- Ned's like, do you lay eggs? <laughs> God. No. <laughs> no. Do you, do you spit venom? And so we're going through every class of the day with Ned asking increasingly insane questions about Peter's Spider-Man situation. Yeah, I loved how they were sitting in the history room and, and the teacher was teaching the, about the Sokovia Accords. That's nice. Right. Nice touch. And just bored with it. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Uh, but then they get to gym class. I love this and, part. <laughs> and Coach Hannibal Burris is there. And he is playing them the Captain America fitness test tape. And while the, when this okay. happens, I write in my notes, um, isn't he like a criminal now? And then they fucking acknowledge that. <laughs> <laughs> right as the coach is going, thank you, Captain. I'm pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now, but whatever. I have to show these videos. It's required by the state. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get, they're doing the sit-ups test. Did you have to do this? Oh, yeah. I was always good at it, fitness tests. Yeah. I was not. I always, me and my friend always had that, that arrangement when you're doing, like, you're holding your friend's feet so they can do the sit-ups, right? Uh, where you, you're counting for them and you're like, one, two, ten, eleven. <laughs> like, because we're being graded by how many sit-ups we can do and fuck you in your sit-ups. I'm not doing that. Yeah, so, no. so I had to do, the first time I had to do something like this was uh, fifth grade. And I had to hold uh-huh. a guy's, you know, legs down when he was doing his oh. sit-ups. 
And I felt kind of funny inside. I didn't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was that's what started that. Yeah, there Mm -hmm. you go. It was a moment. It was an awakening moment. (laughs) Anyway, this is where Ned proposes that he be Peter's guy in the chair. Uh, 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 I like that. (laughs) Because he needs a guy. Everybody needs a guy in the chair. Peter doesn't think he needs a guy in the chair, but you definitely need the guy in the chair. Yeah, he, uh, the fuck that, like, yeah. He like, needs somebody to be like, like um, Peter. Guides you through shit. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you see the girls playing Fuck, Mary Kill? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. But they say F. Oh, yeah. They would. Because they're they're nice girls. Um, but in one of the these girls is Liz, but Liz doesn't want to play. Because she's like Spider-Man. Because she has a crush on Spider-Man. But, but <gasps> oh, twist. Um, uh, and one of the girls is like, what if he's like 30? And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> then he would still be an infant as far as I'm concerned. God right. Damn it. In fact, is there a 30? Is there a 30 year old one around? Because, I mean, I can rock with that. <laughs> I can rock with a 30 year old Spidey. It needs to be 35 at least. Yeah. Well, I'm, that's a one night situation with a 30 year old. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So, yeah, she's totally got a crush on Peter. Like, it doesn't matter what he would look like. Not Peter. (laughs) On Spider-Man. Because it wouldn't matter what he looks like. She's in love with who he is as a person on the inside. Peter hears this. His eyes get huge. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Ned hears this. And he gets this look on his face like, I've got an idea. I've got a terrible, wonderful idea. (laughs) Hate it. And he, top of his lungs, goes, you don't know Spider-Man. God damn it. Echoes in this gymnasium. Everybody stops doing their sit-ups. Flash drops down off of his rope to be like, oh, really? The vicarious embarrassment off of this scene. I I don't like it. I hate it. At all. Hate it. I don't like it. I don't. I'm so. (laughs) So Flash is like, oh, awesome. You're best friends with Spider-Man. That's amazing. You should invite him to Liz's party tonight. What? Yeah, and Liz is like, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, you guys are welcome to come. And, you know, if you bring a friend, that's fine, too. Girl. Right? So let's talk about Flash real quick. Yeah. I haven't talked about him. Or did I? No, I don't think I did. I think I mentioned I was in love with him. But anyway, Flash is being played by Tony Revolori. Tony Revolori was born Anthony Quinones. Oh. He's Guatemalan. Well, I mean, American, Guatemalan American. Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. Um, he has been acting since he was two. His resume was stacked before he got on the set. Um, and since this, this was like his biggest thing. And since this, uh, he's been in Shameless, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay, KO, let's be heroes. Huh. It's a kid show. Uh, Monster High and a little Disney Plus series you may have heard of called Willow, in which he plays Graydon Haster. Mm-hmm. Willow! <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's the movie. That's referencing the movie, not the TV show. Nobody says that in the TV yeah, show. Yeah, I know, I know. But I still like that. Okay. Um it, no, it's good. Uh anyway, so yeah, they've been invited to a party. Uh by the way, Flash may be loosely based off of an actual comic book character. Named Flash. Uh Eugene Flash Thompson. Is a mm-hmm. fi- fictional character appearing in several co- uh, Spider-Man American comic books. Uh, in high school, he was the school bully. Uh-huh. He was the uh, po- popular football player type guy. He made his debut in Amazing Fantasy number 15, August 1962. 
Ooh. He will eventually become an it. extremely fucked up person. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, something I don't y'all y'all are gonna have to tell me this. Who the fuck is Agent Venom, and what is the difference between Agent Venom and actual Venom? Do you not have the internet? You can look that up. Uh, I don't have the patience. <laughs> okay, that's legit. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Marvel. anyway. So. The boys have been invited to a party, but they have to get Aunt May to drive them there. Oh, so awkward. And Ned has a hat. Yeah, well, it gives him confidence. So I don't know but why. This is, this is out in the suburbs. Like, it's a house house yeah. out in the suburbs. Yeah. Good times. And May drops them off, and uh, she's like, Peter, have fun. Don't be a socially awkward nerd like you usually are. And she doesn't say that, but I feel like that was heavily implied. That's heavily implied. They get, in, they get into this party. There's uh, Flash. He's the DJ for the party. Yeah. DJ Flash it's actually is on the monitor. Yeah. Well, and it, it's in the audio, too. Like, he's dropping that into the mix because bless his heart. Um, Peter, it should be noted, has the Spider-Man suit on under his clothes. Uh-oh. Like, he's... They're going to do this. They're, and I was watching this the first time. I'm like, please, God, let's not. Can we not do the, hey, I'm looking for my friend Peter. Is he not here? Oh, well, thing. Like, that is 100% their scheme. That is that is like, what they're going to do. Yeah, it's the, the, the fucking awkward teen movie thing. And all right, I guess we're leaning 100% into it. Fuck. <laughs> like, I was dreading it because it's so, like, again, the, with the vicarious, the contagious embarrassment off of a scene thing like there's so many ways it could go wrong i just uh, i don't want it i was dreading this scene going that direction yeah and peter was about to go there but thankfully he sees an explosion in the distance while he's (laughs) while he's getting ready to do the suit thing thank god for explosions (laughs) am i right thank god for villainy (laughs) (laughs) thanks villains uh anyway uh, peter quickly learns that being spider-man in suburbia is a different game yeah like you can swing off buildings, tall ones, but they're like two-story houses here, and golf courses, and golf courses, <laughs> large empty spaces with no buildings to web off of, and all you can do is run through the sprinklers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so what what is he running towards? There was an explosion, huh? Uh, yeah, so there's a group of uh, there's a group of individuals, uh, two guys uh, standing in front of a van, testing out a crazy looking Ultron arm gun. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. a very young Lando Calrissian is uh, standing there. Uh, <laughs> Donald sa- Glover, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> saying, uh, "Look, man, I just wanted to like, like plug somebody. I didn't want to vaporize them. <laughs> he just wants to mug people. He just wants to stick them up. He doesn't <laughs> fucking need an alien gun. No, like what? But the guy's like, no, we've got other stuff in here. We've got like this anti gravity thing. We've got these climbers and stuff. And the guy's like, ooh, climbers. And I think it's because." He's actually a comics character. Oh. Yeah, look into this before the next episode, but I was seeing hints that Donald Glover is playing a character who's actually the Prowler, who may actually be related to Miles Morales. Oh, I looked at... Okay, make, uh, make a note to look that okay. up. I didn't, ca- I didn't catch that at the time. So it's two of the guys from the Vulture crew. Yeah. Uh, one of them, the white-bearded dude, is like super excited about blowing shit up with the weapons. The other one uh, is a bald black man who um, is my boyfriend, but we'll talk about that in a minute. And uh, they're trying to do a, wep- a weapons sale. Uh, and uh, the their names – hold on. I've got one of their names. I didn't care about the bald – the bearded guy. Yeah. Um, Herman Schultz is one. Herman Schultz is uh, is the bald black guy. Right. 
He is being played by my boyfriend, Bokeem Woodbine. <laughs> um, I love him. He is a black that guy. He's got well over 100 credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in a lot of music videos. Like a lot, a lot. Like from back in the 90s on. He was in music videos for TLC, Tupac. Yep. He's been in several music videos for Wu-Tang Clan. As far as, like, TV, he's been in all the TV crime dramas. He was in the 2012 Total Recall, the one with Colin Farrell. Oh, wow. That didn't need to happen, that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He was in Riddick, the third, like, pitch black movie that also didn't need to happen. It was terrible. I like the second one. (laughs) The second one was fucking great. Yeah. Pitch black, the original one, fucking great. Third one, awful. I don't understand. Yeah, you're right. Fucking awful. Anyway, uh, and then he was in uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I actually really, really enjoyed. I need to rewatch it it, because I've only seen it once and I was super drunk. It is a lot of fun. Is it Ghostbusters all over again, but this time with kids? Yes. So? So fucking what? Yeah. It's a goddamn delight. And he is, uh, Bokeem Woodbine, is also in the Halo series. The one that I told you is amazing and you need to watch. Uh, I tried Oh, no. I don't like it. I agree with you. It's a great sci-fi show. Oh, it's because you like Halo. I love Halo. Oh, well, yeah. You're not going to like the show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good sci-fi. If you don't know anything about Halo, it's fucking great. I totally totally see that. Unfortunately, I cannot unsee the fact that I love Halo. And yeah, anyway. Every now and then, you're such a dude, dude. And it just, it surprises me. Like... Being that in love with Halo, I feel like is an extremely cishet thing to do. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, trust, speaking as someone who has been actively pursued by frat boys for the majority of my adult life, yeah, that's the vibe. Man, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing gave me more pleasure than to piss off some guy and he starts calling me like homophobic slurs and me saying, yeah, your dad knows. And, and, <laughs> And or I would say like, yeah, I suck the best cock. What what of it? I also whipped your ass. I'm assuming this is in a Halo. Yeah, this is in a Halo game. About? You know, okay. and I don't give a fuck if they're a 12 year old kid or whatever. I still fucking stomp their ass when they come at me like that. Well, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna drop homophobic slurs. You've decided that that's the level that you're gonna play at. Yep, yep. And so matching energy. If you don't like, if somebody matches your energy and you don't like the energy you're getting back, Change maybe it. don't put it out there. They go low, I go lower. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so that's Bookie Woodbine. He is playing um, this. uh, Sorry, I just know him. What's his character name again? Let me scroll up. Herman. Herman. It's a terrible name. That's why I forgot it. Yeah. Do you you know why he's called Herman Schultz? Uh, Tell me. Uh, Well, this will come up later in the movie, but uh, he is actually based on the comic book version of the character called Shocker. Who's another legendary Amazing <laughs> Spider Man character? Wait. There's actually a character called the Shocker. Oh yeah. See, in my experience, the Shocker is 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 this. See what I was doing in the video with my hand? Yeah. This? That's the shocker. Oh That's my two in the two in the pink, one in the stink. That's the shocker. <laughs> I didn't think they actually named a superhero the shocker. Wow. Uh I don't know where to go with that. Thanks. Uh, good night, folks. Uh, those are episode of Marvel's Divas. No, it's, uh, the, it's the pinky finger that's the shocker in that scenario. I agree. Uh, I, no, I, I, I see. I thought it was a, a it was a reference to a, to a wrestler uh, because there was a uh, there's a bit in this movie where a dude uh, trips over something, and mm-hmm. um, that's uh, it's an infamous moment because 
the wrestling promotion was going to debut this big, important uh, new wrestler called the Shocker, and he had a Stormtrooper helmet with that was completely glittered up. Oh, and no. uh, on his debut, it's a live show. He comes out and trips over a four by four onto the floor. The helmet rolls off, and instead of the crowd being wowed and amazed by this new wrestler, they just started laughing their ass off. Oh, and the other wrestlers, like Ric Flair, were trying their best to not laugh, and they failed utterly. So, poor guy. Look, it's yeah. hard to see what you're doing in a Stormtrooper helmet. Uh, exactly. Anyway. Gl- glazed with glitter, yeah. Anyway, getting back into Spider-Man land. Uh, so, they're trying to sell alien weapons to Donald Glover. Uh, it's not working. But then Peter, who is observing this, uh, it, his phone goes off with a really obnoxious ringtone because because superheroes need to put their phones on silent. For real, y'all. Come on. For the love of God. It, it's it's yodel, Ned calling yodeling. him. <laughs> Yeah, and it's Ned calling him because you're supposed to be making your entrance at the party right now. Suddenly, these guys are like guns drawn, pointing their guns at Donald Glover. They're like, what's that? Oh, my God. Is it the cops? What'd you do? Et cetera. Peter drops down. He's like, hey, 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 hey. If you're going to shoot at somebody, shoot at me. And they're like, okay. So okay. they turn and, and they start, start firing. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Glover drives away. Good for him. Um, I'm sure he has a character name. It's around here somewhere. And now the chase is on. This yeah. was crazy. This. It's fucking insane, so right? It's, yeah, it's, so I, I wrote, ironically, I wrote my notes. This is MCU Ferris Bueller realness. And at <laughs> one point, he legit runs by a, a, them playing Ferris Bueller. I, I fucking died. Fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Um, so, yeah, he's trying to, the, the van is trying to get away from him. He's chasing them down. Uh, you've got Herman driving and saying, I'm going to call him. And the guy in the back is like, no, nah, don't call him. I got this. And he's firing alien weapons out of the back of this van while they're driving down residential suburban streets. Yeah. And the guy can't this control the gun. Bad. He's shooting all over the fucking place. He actually shoots right. off the door of the van. Right. And then the gun, like they turn a corner really hard and the gun goes flying. Like it falls apart and goes and pieces of it go flying out into a yard and stuff. Like it's a whole goddamn mess. But Peter, like the chase is really well done. It's really cool to watch. And uh, at one point, you know, he's finally, he loses them for a second. And he's like parkouring across houses and stuff. And he finds them and he's, and the Herman is like, I'm calling the boss. He calls the boss. And we cut to the boss getting the phone call. Yep. But it's actually like the guy who tinkers with all the technology is like, hey, boss, it's your phone here. These stuff. Anyway, Peter finally jumps off of a roof and he's about to leap onto the van and he goes, surprise. Yes. Surprise for you. That is a scary flying suit guy just snatched him out of the air. Yeah. Vulture comes down out of nowhere and snatches (laughs) Peter. And I was like, oh, shit, they made him so scary. (laughs) He's super scary. Yeah. Because he looks down at him with like these glowing green eyes on his helmet. Fucking terrifying. So cool. So cool. Very cool. Really hot. Yeah. So unfortunately, one of the automated mechanisms in. I'm just saying he could snatch me out of the air anytime. Right. He'd be fine. The, that would be the, so okay. I'm not always <laughs> in favor of uh, taking the mask off, but I would be like 50% mask on, 50% mask off. Cause that's still Michael Keaton. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So uh, one of the automated systems fires off uh, on Spider-Man's uh, suit at the most inopportune time. Uh, apparently, p- well, Tony has a fucking parachute device built into the suit. I think it sensed his altitude. Yeah. And that he was in midair. And so it, it ejects the parachute, but Peter's back is towards the ground. Right. So when the parachute goes out of his back, now the parachute is flying up and enveloping his body. Right. Which is problematic when the vulture drops you in a lake. <laughs> no, this was a nightmare. 
Yeah. This was such a fucking nightmare watching him struggle, like wrapped up in hopelessly tangled up in all of this parachute fabric underwater. Oh no. Like that's such a fucking drowning nightmare scenario. Like that's, that's some M night Shyamalan unbreakable shit. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But but luckily, luckily Tony Stark shows up and saves Peter. Sort of. Right. You see this, like this, like, because we get this long, silent shot of just the still surface of the lake. We're like, oh, good. Peter's dead. This was a short movie. <laughs> End of the movie. Yeah. And then suddenly, pew, like a like a, a bullet from the sky right into the water. And then it comes back up out. And yeah, Iron Man just rescued him. That's cool. That was quick. That was handy. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so they're chatting. And uh, Peter's like, you know, did you put like a stuff in my suit? He's like, I put everything in your suit. There's a heater. Peter. What? Yeah. <laughs> it turns on and steams all the lake water out of his suit. And Peter's like, oh, that's actually so much better. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. And Peter's like, yo, Mr. Stark, you didn't have to come all the way out here. And Tony's like, I am not here. And opens up the mask. It's empty. And, Tony yeah, is remote piloting it. In India. From India. And he's like, you're lucky there's Wi-Fi here. Otherwise, you'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so now you've got Tony lecturing peter from the other side of the planet he's like what were you thinking and and peter's like i was these these guys are selling like alien technology weapons and stuff i gotta take them down and tony's like take them down really you okay no how about you leave this to the people who can handle it peter's like "Ooh, the avengers no it's a little below their pay grade baby it's just a weapons dealer it's not an avengers level threat but it's certainly uh it's below avengers level but way above teenage boy in a pajama suit Absolutely. Look, forget the flying vulture guy, please. Why? Why? Because I said so. Oh, Tony. Can you hear yourself right now? The hypocrisy of it all. Yeah, okay. Okay, sure. Sure, dad. Go ahead. Yeah, right. Scream at him and don't let him do stuff and tell him. And the only reason you give is because I said so. Look, I very early on in parenting my children determined that because I said so is not a good enough answer. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It is never a good enough answer. Uh, so when they would ask me, why can't I, I don't know, shove my hand into a, an open oven? Honey, because it's hot and it will burn you and it will hurt. Like, not because I said so. Because here's the actual reason. Like, always actually give them the actual reason. I just, I, I hate because I said so. I think it's, it's a cop, it's a cop out. But it's also because Tony sucks at being a dad. So. As of right now, yeah. Well, yeah, as of period. Well, oh, no, he will later. Yeah, okay, yeah. no, you're right. But for right now, no, he's he he's terrible. Matter. He's awful. He's awful. Well, he, the only example he had was his dad, who was apparently terrible. Yeah, Howard so. wasn't. Yeah, we're going to move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Tony's like, you just just stay close to the ground. Do your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man thing, okay? And Peter's like, I'm ready for more. And Tony's like, no, you're not. And and Peter, good point, says, That is not what you thought when I took on Captain America. Snap. Yeah. And then Tony says something very revealing, I feel. Trust me, kid. If Cap wanted to lay you out, he would have. Huh. So Tony took this kid into a fight against Steve Rogers because he knew Steve Rogers wouldn't actually hurt the kid. I, I, I feel like that's corrective writing. Oh, yeah? So you, you know how you know how we you know on our Star Wars podcast you know how Dave Filoni has to like make content to like make some things that George Lucas wrote make sense. Yes, I feel like that's what this line was. It, it's something to oh, try to make yeah. sense. I, I just 
again, I don't I don't think the the writers of Civil War f- f- thought everything through. How could oh, they? No. They had like yeah. five days to do two years worth of work, you know. So mm-hmm. I just I think this was a a line they threw in to kind of correct some things. Right. But it still also makes Tony look bad because like the only person in that situation who you were trusting uh, to make sure this kid didn't get hurt was Captain America. You did not account for the fact that there was a dozen other superpowered people on that field. Yeah. And a couple of highly trained assassins. Mm-hmm. That was a dangerous place to take a kid. Like a okay. like a winter soldier, perhaps? Yeah. And a Clint Barton and oh a Natasha God. Romanoff. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And and also a frankly wildly unpredictable magic girl. Yeah. <laughs> and also people firing actual bullets in all directions. Come on now. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Now. It was very stupid, but okay. The whole fight was stupid, let's be real. Yep. So uh Mr. Stark is no longer connected to the robot and it just flies right. away just like that. So Peter thinks that he should probably start to head back to the party, except he finds something in the in a grassy knoll. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a piece of the weapon that the guy dropped. Yeah. So Peter picks it up and then his phone goes off again. Ned Ned's calling him says like, "Hey, you need to show up to the party. It sucks, but I'm leaving cuz the party's not going too well." And that's when we hear the right. Penis Parker chants uh, coming from <laughs> DJ Flash. When I say penis, you say Parker. Penis. Parker. Penis. Parker. Oh, DJ Flash. So then uh, Toombs gets back to home base and he's super pleased with having to be called out on emergency rescue. Yeah, for these guys, except right? he's not. He is super Ew. pissed that these morons were using their alien technology in the middle of suburbia uh, recklessly and possibly mm-hmm. exposing their operation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, because if he, it, because the guys pull in, but there is a brief moment where he's talking to this one dude, the guy who apparently is doing all the tinkering and stuff to create these hybrids of technology, um, who bears mention because apparently he's playing a character called the Tinkerer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Tinkerer, mm-hmm. aka Phineas Mason. He made his debut in the Amazing Spider-Man number two, May nineteen sixty-three, made by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. So he's there's another one that is basically. Uh, old school Spider-Man villain. Right. Like, there's, I, they're busting out with a lot of old school ones for this one. Well, that's the thing is that they didn't waste any characters in this movie. Right. If we've, if we've got a character that needs to be here, that could go ahead. Because Spider-Man's rogues gallery is 900 miles long. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. So it might as well be somebody who's mm-hmm. from the comics. And then that, like, clearly informed the story and how, and how these characters interacted with it and stuff. Uh, just... Because if you've got all this voluminous source material, use it. Yeah. It's uh, so good. Yeah. I mean, I wonder I wonder if there is any other superhero uh, that has a large a large menagerie of villains like this outside of like Batman or and and Superman. You know, it's like but Spider Man's so old, just like Captain America, but like mm-hmm. ca- a lot of Captain America villains cross over and fuck fuck around with uh mar- other Marvel characters. Right. You know, so it's just, it's really interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't know enough about the comics. I'm reading a history Um, of Marvel comics book right now. And it's really interesting because I get to learn about all this great information about the history of comic book characters. That's really cool. Yeah. Anyway, that was just something to share it with the podcast. Yeah. That was just, that was just something that the book called out is like Spider-Man villains specifically, just a a lot of them just fuck with Spider-Man. So many. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, because he's his own special, yeah. special, special being. Anyway, um, Phineas Mason, the Tinkerer, is played by Michael Chernus. He is a that guy from all over TV. Uh, he's been in Law and Order SVU, Manhattan, Orange is the New Black, and Severance, among many other things. Cool. So, good for him. Anyway, so that guy has been tinkering with some stuff. He At one point, he like threw a thing up on the side of a fridge that was right next to him. And it like opened a portal into the fridge. And then he reached through the portal to grab a drink instead of just opening the fridge. You can't just... Yeah, I know. I was like, that's kind of interesting. But anyway. Again, we're using the technology for everything. And uh, his the Toons gets back and he's like, your wife has been texting a lot. Something about a brake light. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, stop looking at me. And he phone. also mentions uh, he's almost done with the prototype for this high vacuum seal thing. In case you want to go for... yeah. Yeah, in case you want to go for the big one. And I'm like, what the big, big one? one? What big one? Mm-hmm. The big one? Hmm. Anyway, Toombs is like, no, I already told you the answer is no. The answer is still no, no. Cool. Huh. Then the van, the half beat to shit van pulls in with the two guys in it. The beardy one, very pleased with himself. Herman is not. No, absolutely not. Toombs starts lecturing them about not firing the fucking weapons out in the open because you're going to draw too much attention to us. If you bring the attention of damage control or the Avengers, we're fucking done. Right. You cannot do this. And the guy's like, hey, you wanted me to, like, move the merchandise or whatever. And Toombs is like, calling yourself the shocker of the shocker. I shock people. What is this, pro wrestling? Uh, there it is. Uh, 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 uh. I think they were probably referencing exactly the story you were talking about. Yeah, uh, y'all, if you like any kind of professional wrestling, Google shocker WCW. Uh, it is a legend infamous but legendary moment in professional wrestling it's also extremely embarrassing i feel really bad for the guy botching your first entrance into wrestling fucks up your whole career i mean yeah yeah it's a make or break for sure yeah anyway uh tombs is like because the the beard guy is being a dick about it Mm -hmm. right and tombs is like you know what you know what you're done you're out of here i can't you can't you cannot be here i can't deal with this and the guy's like okay sure i don't know if you want me around out there knowing what i know about you in this mm. whole operation. That's and like that's gonna have a reasonable response. <laughs> right. Well, that's a legitimate point. Like, are you trying to not get fired here? Like what are you telling him that he should just kill you then? Right. Because you have all of this really incriminating information about him? Are you threatening blackmail right now while you're standing with him in a room full of weapons? Yep, so... He's not the smart one, is what I'm saying. Yeah, he's not very smart. Yep, so Vulture grabs a gun and fucking disintegrates the dude. Well, he grabs a random device. Yeah. It, all he does is look at the Tinker and go, does this work? And the Tinkerer just nods. He's like, cool. He picks it up and fires it at him, fucking disintegrates the guy. He is reduced to ash. And, it, and then Vulture was like, oh, I thought that was the anti-gravity gun. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, but then, there's, is there any remorse? Is anybody upset? No. No. Now, remember the tombs from eight years ago and how he, like, really cared about these guys and stuff and their livelihoods and whatever? But now, and this guy was on his crew at that time. Right. In that scene. Right. But now, he will casually disintegrate one of them and really not blink about it? He's kind of fallen from grace a little bit, I would say. Yeah, we've had a bit of an evolution. Uh, So he puts down the apparently a disintegration ray, uh, goes over to the pile of dust that is this guy, picks up the shock cuff thing he's got and hands it to Herman and goes, I guess you're the shocker now. Anyway. And that's his villain origin story. How about that, y'all? There you go. (laughs) 
And I think he sends them out to find whatever tech they may have dropped out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah, so uh, next day at high school, Peter is fucking with the piece of this tech. In the- yeah, he's in like a robotics lab because, of course, the fucking high school for technology has a robotics lab. Well, it's I, I, I wrote it like it's like, a, what is it? What are the uh, car? What is it's it? It's like car- shop class. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Shop class. It's that that cis het thing that boys did. Yeah, I, I took the high school days. I I was I was in swimming and home ec and creative I was in writing. Theater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do the shop class thing. Um. Anyway, so yeah, they are in this lab and uh, and Peter is working on dismantling this piece of glowing purple alien technology. Yay! I'm sure nothing bad's going to happen with that. Yeah, that seems like a great idea. Nothing could go wrong. I'm so glad you're doing this around other innocent bystanders. Yeah. Cool. Ned leans over and looks at it and he's like, wait, hold on. Because this is, he recognizes the technology. Like the entire thing is not alien. The, it's it's integrated with like some shit that he's like, I use that to charge my toothbrush. Huh. And so Peter's like, oh. Whoever's making these weapons is obviously combining alien tech with ours. That is literally the coolest sentence anyone has ever said. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And then Ned says, uh, I just want to thank you for letting me part of your journey. <laughs> that made me laugh because of our inside joke. <laughs> I love that for their journey. Um, anyway, so <laughs> Ned's like, this is amazing. There's alien technology. It's so cool. And then Peter is smashing it with a hammer. <sighs> Peter, that was a weapon. You have identified that this is a power source. A hammer? Yeah. A hammer. Okay. <laughs> Boomer, can I help you? Oh, my goodness. Are you hearing this? No. Come here. And you want to interrupt the show? You come up here and you interrupt the show properly. Here she is. She has no purring to do for me today. Here we go. Purr. Purr, damn. Don't you claw my microphone. <laughs> Ow, bitch. Why are you hurting me today? Yeah, she's rambunctious today. She is. They're both of the cats are feeling fucking spicy today. Fucking dragon was picking a fight with her during Dark Side Divas this morning. Ma'am, I heard I'm that. trying to let you be comfortable. Okay. Would you like to stay? Okay. You know what? Here we go. Boop. Here you go. <laughs> okay. Bye. All right, and we're back. I'm sure this will be. A, there will be no further interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, so Peter smashes it with a hammer, gets the case open, and now they've got a little glowy alien doodad. Uh, but it kicks off like a power surge. Yeah. Like it goes like a little pulse of, of light and stuff. Uh, they look around. The guy who's running the shop class is like, keep your fingers away from the blades. Doesn't even look up. <laughs> so, and you know what? I feel like that's accurate. That's consistent with uh, the kind of guys that would run shop classes, at least in my high school. I, I wouldn't know. It, I only knew that he was the shop teacher because he was missing a finger. Uh, <laughs> I didn't he, see that. That's funny. <laughs> well, no, no, not here. Oh, I mean, in you're, my you're, real life, oh, wow. at my high school, the shop teacher was missing a finger. Wow. And he, that's that was that was the object lesson for keep your fingers away from the blades. He would stick your hand in his hand in your face. That's funny. Yep. And so yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was funny. Anyway, um, so the boys are walking down the hallway with their freshly liberated piece of alien technology. Um, but oops, Herman and another guy from the weapons 
crew are searching the high school. Yeah, Peter is freaking out and is trying to tell Ned, hide over here. Hide. Come on. And Ned takes his time <laughs> going across the hallway because uh, he's and like, what's m- the big deal? <laughs> right. Well, here's my question. Yeah, Ned's not operating at superhero urgency no. levels yet. Here's my question. How these motherfuckers get on this campus? Uh, they went through the front door and uh-huh. there's a... Uh, How? I, I don't... Heather, Fast and Furious Marvel. You cannot, you cannot, you can't walk into a school campus. You fucking can't. Maybe, maybe because this is clearly like after class hours, maybe. Uh, But there's students all over the school. If there are students on a school campus, because we live in the country we live in, uh, where, you know, if you are a stranger walking onto a school campus, it can be safely assumed you're there to murder everyone. Uh, You can't do that. You cannot walk onto a school campus unchallenged. You just fucking can't. Well, maybe in the Marvel universe, they don't have school shootings. Oh, what a glorious place. That's the fantasy escapism. There it is. There it is. But yeah, like I couldn't, the doors fucking lock, man. They don't, I had to go fucking break my kids out of elementary school. Practically. I had to go through like four or five levels of checkpoint in order to take my kids to the dentist in the middle of the day. Like, Good Lord. Yeah, no, it's they're very serious about it, and yet these things still happen. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I I I, I have zero interaction with school campuses these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for the best. It's a pretty aggravating place. Anyway, so uh, yeah, the weapon sale guys are. They've got like a. It look it it looked to me like the thing for detecting ghosts from Ghostbusters. Uh, it's a radi- It's a radiation uh, tracking. Uh, device is actually a real thing. No, it's from Ghostbusters. Okay, it's it, they're looking for spirits. They're looking for uh, the Slimer. But is it is it radiate? Is this thing radioactive? Well, I'm assuming. Are Peter and Ned I'm, I'm assuming going the, to be the, the, the in, well, yeah, yeah. Sarah? Remember, because like, well, later in the movie, it comes up that these things do emit some kind of you know radioactive energy, and it can get triggered by other radioactive energy. So, oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, they are ghost tracking the weapon uh, through the school. Uh, Peter and Ned are hiding, and the guys go to the the fucking shop where they were, to the table they were working at. Yeah, because they that's where all the energy is coming from. And they walk up, and the guys like uh, something was here for sure. And then mm-hmm. and then Peter narrowly uh, manages to almost get caught. He has to hide underneath the table upside down. Uh-huh. Uh, the guys are like, is somebody there? No? Okay, let's go. And Peter puts a spider tracker on the dude's sock as they're walking uh-huh. by. I thought that was really Thanks, cool. Thanks, Tony Stark, for that bullshit. Stark tech bullshit. Yeah. Stark tech bullshit. Anyway, so now he's got a tracker on these guys. And so we get what is apparently just an endless fucking sequence of Ned and Peter sitting in Peter's room watching the tracker move. Uh, they spent all night doing this until finally they got the guys end up in Maryland. And apparently Peter Parker sleeps upside down from a ceiling. Uh, I think if you're Peter Parker, if you've got Spider-Man powers, you're just going to do random Spider-Man shit for fun. Yeah. Okay. Like hang from the ceiling. Um, but yeah, because Ned's like, why are we doing this? And, and Peter's like, we're going to track them back to their lair. And Ned's like, they have a lair? Peter's like, yeah, they've got a stockpile of alien technology weapons and a guy with wings. There's a lair. Yeah. And he's right. That's correct. There has to be a villain lair. Uh, anyway, Maryland, that's 300 miles away. Well, so- if only there was an event that they could go to that would put them close to Maryland, 
Oh, I know. How about that quiz <laughs> thing that Peter wasn't going to do originally that was at Washington, D.C.? You mean the academic decathlon? Yeah. That quiz thing? Do you know how many nerds listen to the show? You're just invalidating their entire academic experience. I don't mean to, y'all. I'm just, see, I'm a dumb bitch. <laughs> if you're like, Chris, what's your name? Quick, answer it in five seconds. I'd be like, uh, oh, 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 you know? Look, I never did academic decathlon. Uh, academics was never my thing. Uh, I was far too busy um, just doing theater kid shit. Yeah. But but yeah, no, it's a legit competitive thing that they do. I, 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 I was once forced to do a spelling bee competition when I was like nine or something. And it did was, you like flame out in the first round I, I fa- and, I, and deliberately spell something wrong just to get off the stage? I didn't, it wasn't deliberate. <laughs> it was, wasn't deliberate. No, I, See, it, my brain doesn't work that way. I, I got into a spelling bee in elementary school and I was so torn between um, the desire to not be on the stage and stared at by everyone and the desire to correctly spell all of these words, because how can you not? These are really easy words. Right. So I I won the spelling bee, but at what cost? <laughs> at the cost of all my anxiety. That's <laughs> yeah, I, I no, thank you. I'm I'm no, I'm fine just watching. Okay, so yeah, the academic decathlon is happening in Washington D.C. That's very close to Maryland. Yeah. Hey, so Peter goes back to the school where all the academic decathlon team kids are getting loaded up into the bus, and Peter's like, "Hey, so I was thinking I would go with you." And Flash, who is there, who has been bumped up to be on the team. Because Peter dropped out. It's like, no, you can't just show up here and expect to be welcomed back. And then the teacher gets off the bus and goes, welcome back, Peter. <laughs> uh, I love it. So, yeah, Peter's back on the team. Hooray. Good times. And Michelle's uh, Michelle's there. She's like, excuse me, can we go already? Because I was hoping to get in some light protesting in front of one of the embassies before dinner. There we go. I love her. Mm-hmm. They love her so much. Uh, anyway, so they're riding on the bus. They're doing like some crash quizzing on the bus. Uh, yeah, while still keeping their eye on the tracker a little bit. Well, yeah, but the team for the most part is is you know running through fucking <laughs> fucking note cards. And can I say how how nice a change it is to be describing blow by blow mundane fucking high school kid shit <laughs> on this podcast, right? Ooh, we're doing flashcards in a school bus today. <laughs> Instead of, ooh, super spy Russian you know, Crazy family shit. drama shit. And he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and we're suffocating a pig just to make a point. Like, how about... This is a nice change, I'm just saying. Nobody's murdered anybody's mom. Not yet. Or anything. Yeah. yeah. Not yet. Anyway. Uh, so, they're riding on the bus, and Peter gets a phone call from Happy. And Happy's all, why the fuck are you out of New York? Yeah, Happy's finally calling him. Yeah. And Peter's like, it's fine. We're doing a school trip. It's for a competition. It's no big deal. Happy's all, I will be the one to decide it's no big deal. And uh, okay, it doesn't sound like a big deal. Bye. It's no big deal. But do you think when when Peter saw that it was Happy calling him, you think he was like, oh, good, my worst nightmare. I'm finally being called to go on an Avengers mission, and I'm on the goddamn bus to the academic decathlon. Uh I don't know. I, I think I think he was nervous at first, but what if it was what if he was gonna get a mission finally? Like he could have left. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. he could have left. Yeah. Like I think I I think he would have ditched it. Oh yeah. But then like how? How do you ditch in the middle of the bus ride? I mean Tony Tony could have pulled something, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. 
Anyway, uh, so they get to DC and they get to their hotel room. Peter and Ned are sharing a hotel room and uh, they're disabling the suit tracker. Yep. Because because Peter's like, this is really intrusive on my privacy that Happy has been tracking me. Even though he's Never tracking mind. other people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's like, that's different. Uh, so they're disabling the suit tracker and Ned's got the suit like hooked up to his computer somehow. And he's like, what's the training wheels protocol? Oh, God. Peter Parker is so personally, deeply offended by the training wheels protocol. And he's like, I'm in a, I'm a grown up while he's jumping up and down on a bed. <laughs> I'm tired of them treating me like a kid. Bounce, bounce. Dude. I love it. By the way, the, uh, the hotel that they're in. Uh-huh. It is the uh, Garden Inn Hilton of Anaheim. Okay. Do you know why I know that? No. Because that's where I stay. Or I used to stay all the time when I went to Disneyland. Oh. Yeah. They filmed it in there. In D.C.? Uh, oh, no. The, that's what they filmed. They filmed that they filmed in California. It. Yeah. They Got filmed it. it in California. Yeah. I was just so I was just so sold on the filmmaking ma- movie magic. I thought they you were You thought they really were. In D- well, maybe they maybe they could have. Been. Well, they were in D.C. for sure at one point. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think they could have like, pulled off. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Peter's like, turn off the pro- the training wheels protocol, and Ned's like, I don't think I should do that. I really don't. He thinks it's a bad idea, and Ned is right. Ned is correct about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can we trust Tony Stark's judgment? Never mind. What did I just fucking say? <laughs> What? What? Can what? we trust Tony Stark's judgment? No, we cannot. On this? No, we cannot. No, we can't. No. No, we cannot. Never mind. Turn off the fucking training wheels protocol. Fuck Tony. Yeah. God. Anyway, so yeah, they turn off the training wheels p- protocol. Peter's like, okay, I'm gonna get suit. I'm gonna go up to the roof and stuff, and I'm gonna go do the thing. Cover for me. I'll be back. And as he's walking out, who does he run into in the hallway? Liz. Beautiful Liz in a bathing suit. And she's all, come on, Peter, let's go swimming. All everybody's doing it. And this is Peter's moment to be like, sure, let's get in the pool together. And But now he can't. This is the beginning of the Peter Parker we're going to get where he realizes his powers are a burden. Oh. And it's, because a, it, it's a power of responsibility thing. Yeah. Uh, the, a responsibility he, of power. He has a responsibility. He has the powers. He knows where the bad guys are. Uh, this is his like only night to be in proximity to them. He's got to go do this right now. But... He looks, gazes with regret upon a pool full of of his friends, of, you know, his peers fucking splashing in the water and having a good time. And he doesn't get go get to be a kid because he's trying to grow up so fast and go be a superhero. Sad. Yeah. And the thing is, is it's not that urgent. It's not like he knows about some impending plot that these guys are going to do. Right. Or something. There's not a timeline. The only thing that's urgent about this is his proximity to them. Right. So, okay. And it's because he's just a kid. Yeah. And it, and it's that thing that John Watts was saying about how everything is turned up to 11. Like, going to go deal with these bad guys is just as important to him as going to go swim with this girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he has to choose. And he makes the choice that he does. And he gets up on the roof. And he pulls the Spider-Man mask on. And, and then... Something goes beep, and there is a voice in his ear. Good evening, Peter. Hello? Yeah, it's a a, a computer, a, a voice of a female, a computer, mm-hmm. and it's talking to him, and it's telling him that he has now activated all the features, there's all these new stuff on his like, little mask UI thing, 
and mm -hmm. it's crazy and it's it's actually a fully functioning AI. Yeah, she says congratulations on completing the rigorous training wheels protocol and gaining access to your suit's full capabilities. Oops. Oops. So hey, you want to know who's the voice of the suit? Sure. Uh, that's Jennifer Connelly. Uh-huh. That's Jennifer fucking Connelly. Like like Sarah from Labyrinth? Uh, yeah, as Sarah from Labyrinth. Oscar winner Jennifer Connelly. Wow. Dark City Jennifer Connelly. Requiem for a Dream. A Beautiful Mind. The Day the Earth Stood Still. Top Gun Maverick. Wow. Jennifer Connelly. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. She's awesome. I love her. And I love her as this AI, um, which he uh, pretty quickly names Karen. Uh, yeah, so funny reason? So funny story about that. Um, How would you tell? Uh, at Avengers Campus at uh, California Adventure, Disney California Adventure, there is a Spider-Man ride, and there is a AI system. Uh, if you look at the original concept art and some of the notes of the ride, mm -hmm. Karen was supposed to be the AI for the ride. But uh, oh. a lot of Disney Disney theme park people believe because of the name Karen suddenly having all these negative mm -hmm. consultations, they renamed it to Sharon. Oh, okay. But I'm wondering if she's like, uh, I'm wondering if she is uh, the voice. I don't of know. The Find out. I will. I'm going to. Make a research. I'm going to ask tomorrow. There you go. Okay. So then what happens? Uh, he's, yeah. He's got so got all of these features online. What happens? Yeah, so uh, Peter shows up to the truck, and the guys are sitting in the truck. Interesting note, the guys are, like, talking amongst themselves. One of the guys says, yeah, they haven't even fixed, the, uh, uh, they haven't even completed the work and all that triskeleton uh, mess, which is to suggest that there's still a lot of ruins there, too. Right. Well, that was a massive facility. Yeah. So... What Peter followed the tracker to where these guys are, all three of them sitting in a van right. next to like a, a closed down gas station on the side of a dark highway. Like it's super sketchy that these guys are sitting there. Right. And so, Go on. Uh, so the, so Karen asks Peter, would you like me to engage enhanced combat mode? Uh, enhanced combat mode? Yeah. Activating instant kill. And then suddenly his mask gets like super crazy looking and dark and evil. <laughs> and she's like, instant kill mode activated. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. And Peter's like, nope, that. nope, that's okay. And then, so what we what we have here happening with Peter Parker, uh, while he's in this dark parking lot trying to figure out how his suit works before he goes to confront these guys, um, is this is what happens like when you're playing a video game and you use a cheat code to unlock all the powers, but now you don't know how any of those powers work. Yep. So yeah, it's like it's like suddenly it's like sitting down to play a one shot game with your friends and you have a twentieth level character sheet in front of you. You have <laughs> no idea what all this shit does. Right. Yeah, like you've you haven't read you have had five minutes to look at the character sheet before you play. Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, he doesn't he has no idea what's happening. She's like, you know, it seems like maybe you didn't actually uh do <laughs> the, would you like a refresher course? It's like no not while, meals protocol. Not while I'm doing the thing. And so she she asked some shit like uh, which web shooter, shooter combo would you like? We have over 576 options. Holy shit. What? God damn, Tony. Yeah, Lo Lucas, while I was watching this, Lucas was like, yeah, okay, Tony, that's a bit much. That's, that's too much. That's overkill, dude. That's, you've gone too far. And that's Tony every time. Tony fucking Stark. And, uh, Dean on the Stark tech bullshit counter, by the way. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, so Peter's like, whatever, just pick the, the web thing, whatever. And uh, Peter picks the taser web. If I, did I write that down right? Yeah. 
Yeah, he has he has no idea how to use any of the webslinger options that are being chosen for him uh, or that he's trying to pick. He doesn't know how to use them. Uh, so he just tells her to just pick one. Yeah. So uh, uh, so then we get a flash of this like uh, the scene changes to a large convoy of trucks uh, driving on the mm-hmm. road um, and uh, the van begins to move towards it. Uh, uh, meanwhile, we see the fucking vulture showing up. Uh, right. Is, these guys these guys are mid heist. So Peter did get to them in time. Yeah. This is a uh, heist. To do like some superhero shit. Yeah, because it's it's heist time. Yeah. Uh 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 so Peter closes in on them. Uh Vulture uses this that crazy uh phase thing that they uh that, that dude earlier used on the fridge to get a beer mm-hmm. uh and drops into the truck. He actually releases himself from the wings. Yeah, it's really cool. He like anchors the wing thing. Yeah. With like some some cables, so it's flying along with the truck and anchored to it, and he drops himself down onto it and uses like the portal thing to get into it. It's fucking cool. As it's shit. so cool. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so uh, Vulture's down in there. He's he's only grabbing like one or two things. He's not grabbing a lot of stuff. Right. Because uh, they're just picking at scraps. Yeah. Because yeah. if he grabs too much, they'll be noticed. Uh, mm-hmm. Then he jumps. He jumps back up, and as soon as he does, uh, he does that. Uh, Peter grabs the bag from him. Yep. And says, Hey, Big Bird, this doesn't belong to you. <laughs> uh, Vulture doesn't appreciate that at all. Uh, nope. They have a short scuff, and Peter falls uh, through the phase, uh, the phase portal. Uh, and then uh, Vulture remo- takes the equipment and ca- causes the top of the vehicle to go solid. Peter tries mm-hmm. to jump back up in time, but is too slow. Hits his head really hard. Yeah. And gives himself a concussion, according to Karen. Knocks himself the fuck out. Yes. Screen goes black, and that's where we're going to call it for today. Dun, dun, dun. Will right? Peter Parker make it? We'll find out next Peter week. Peter Parker unconscious in a mysterious 18-wheeler full of alien technology. What could possibly go wrong? Hey, do you think he's going to make it back in time for the academic decathlon? Sure. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> no, I he's don't think never he's going, going to. I think he's screwed. Um, and I think Flash is going to be very pleased to be on the team. God. <laughs> Their little quiz thing that they do. <laughs> Their quiz thing. Um, scrolling back up through my notes. Uh, one thing I wanted to make a note of. Uh, Tom Holland uh, does the majority of the stunts in this movie himself. And has actually heard himself several times in all three Spider-Man movies doing his own stunts. Well, yeah, because that's why we have stunt doubles dude yeah um but he's he's extremely acrobatic and athletic and he just he loves that to be able to have that reality of like that's him in the suit right he's got two stunt doubles uh one of them so tom holland's stunt double is named holland diaz don't ask uh and another one named david ellison these two stunt doubles have been stunt doubles for previous incarnations of spider-man yep uh, Holland Diaz was a stunt double for Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, and David Ellison was a stunt double for Andrew Garfield in The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, that's cool. Wait, Spider-Man 3? There's no such thing as a Spider-Man 3. Sorry, that's the number I wrote down. Is there not? I thought there was. No, not to me. Oh, okay. Don't make me honestly doubt my information <laughs> just because you I heard that there was a Spider-Man 3, but, you know, I don't know her. 100% correct about what a fucking screaming shit show that movie was. It was bad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
It was bad. Anyway, so next time we will find out what happens when Peter wakes up in this crazy trailer. What happens with the academic decathlon? Do they win? I don't know. Tune in next time. Oh, and also there's like a vulture guy and weapons and it's really bad. (laughs) And like all of that. Do we get a nude vulture scene? We'll have to find out. I would like that. Yeah, me too. Very much so. (laughs) But also at the same time, like the bomber jacket and the helmet stay on. Sometimes I would switch it up, but not because not because I don't want to see him naked, but just because I really like the bomber jacket. Me too. Me too. Um, Oh, you know what? What he could also do is put on the Batman suit. You know what? There's a lot of options. There's a lot of options with Michael. The fact that we were the fact that we were robbed of Michael Keaton playing Batman in a Batman Beyond movie makes me furious. Oh God! I don't want to think about it. You know what? That's a conversation for another day. Yes. Um, so do you have anything else for the first half of Spider-Man Homecoming? Not at this time. All right, then. Uh, then I guess it's time. It's the next time. Next time we will talk about the thrilling conclusion of Spider-Man Homecoming. What? Huh? Yay. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. All right. So I guess then are we ready to outro? Are we ready to outro? Do it. Do it. Do it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's the wrong show. Oh, sorry. Do it. Okay. Do you want to find a Marvel version of do it? I'll, need, quick? To, I'll need to look. I need. I don't okay. even know what it is. It's not one, but I'd love to watch you flail. Go. You can go ahead. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate you. Uh, if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you totally can. We are on all of the social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Marvelous underscore Divas. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. Please leave a review. We love reviews, especially five-star reviews. It really helps with the mm-hmm. search algorithm. We also have a YouTube channel under the Dark Side Divas brand. Just search for Dark Side Divas. Subscribe to that channel. We'll do live stuff, both Star Wars and Marvel and other nerd shit at some point, I'm sure. Uh, we mm-hmm. also have a swag store. Uh, redbubble.com forward slash official divas. You can get That's our correct. logos, our, the funny shit that we say on a t-shirt, a mug. You can totally offend your, uh, offend your parents and uh, the mm-hmm. other haters that you live with. Uh, and last but certainly not least, and the other haters. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there are more. Uh, there are always uh-huh. more haters. Uh, most importantly, we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Divas Podcast, where you can get video versions that are totally unedited of all of our shows. Uh, uh-huh. Steph reads smut. We do special one-off events and virtual events, and we have a Discord community full of really wonderful great people they're all dming me dming me right now because i don't know why and uh yeah that's it okay all right so then uh we're done here we're done okay uh so bye bye everybody Did you ever see uh, the dude that played Screech his uh, sex his sex tape? You know, weirdly enough, I did not watch Dustin Diamond's sex tape, but I heard about it. Here's the thing: there are certain sexual acts.
uh, that are described by the internet that are not real. Nobody does this. Right. Nobody does this. Nobody actually does a dirty Sanchez, Dustin. But he did one in his right. sex tape. Yeah. No one. No one does that. Yeah. And if you can hear the sound of my voice and you don't know what a dirty Sanchez is, don't look it up on a work computer. Don't Google it. Well, I mean, on your own on your own machine, sure, go for it. But not on a work machine. Okay, don't do that.